Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Alan for Window Nation. So it's March. It's a critical time. You know, not quite winter. Not yet spring. But a great time to check the integrity of your windows under all kinds of inclement weather. If any of the windows in your home cracked, maybe they leak. Maybe they won't open or they won't stay open. Time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, they'll give you two for free. Want to redo your whole home with Window Nation windows? They'll throw in Cavs tickets for you, too. Even better, you pay them nothing for two years. Nothing down, no monthly, 0% interest. WindowNation.com, the best place to start, or call them. Give them my name, 866-90-NATION. Your Window Nation windows could be expertly installed in a day or less. They come with a lifetime warranty, and you can join the thousands of other homeowners, including Casa Cox, who've trusted Window Nation for their homes. Window Nation will give you two windows for every two you buy and no payments for 24 months. Do that whole house. Get those Cavs tickets in there as well. 866-90-NATION. A call. Say, Alan Cox told me all about it. Or go to windownation.com. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Funny things that you think funny aren't funny. Give me cocks all the time. I want cocks all over me. The Alan Cox Show kicks ass, man. Thank you for joining us. Say hi to Bill Squire. It's right over there. Hey, creepy hugs, everyone. Thanks for listening to and watching this episode. Oh, I just went into it. It's just the... Uh, <laughs> realize It's doing. autopilot yeah. sometimes. Sometimes... It's creepy hugs is all I meant to say. Yeah, I know. That's fine. Yeah. Sometimes I'll say, go fund yourself. <laughs> and that's in the hallway. That's not even in here. I just hey, use it as a random... Yourself. Yeah, just use it as a random greeting. I've been doing a lot of that... Uh, Peaches, 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 peaches. I'm hoping to get my daughter to that movie. She, I think she's going to like it a lot. She's not super keen on going to movies, but uh, I like one. going to movies, and so any excuse to go. And it's short. It's like 90 minutes. It's a good, it's a good fun movie. Mary was right about it. So And good. Jack Black was fantastic. And that was her favorite part. Mary Santora part. is back. She's right over there. Hi. And Pound Cake is back in Studio G. Afternoon, white people. Guess what I'm going to see tomorrow evening? Charlie Sheen. You are going to go see tomorrow evening. 
Tomorrow's a Friday the night. Movie. You are mm-hmm. the Whitney Houston. I want to dance with some. I think it's already out of theaters. It's, in ne- it's on Netflix right now. You're gonna go see something on Netflix? No, we're gonna go see. Oh, a what show. are you gonna go see? Oh, wait, don't, don't, don't tell me. You're gonna go see. It's all over the place right now. Shenyang. Doesn't narrow it down. At least here, there's a lot of <laughs> the Chinese balloon mm-hmm. acrobats or whatever that is. At least here, it's a. Are you going to go see Charlie Sheen? He was on the show a couple days ago. Did not, you have a conversation with him before I talked to him? I did not, but I'm not going to see him. Not tomorrow. You said it's all over the place. You're going to see the Cleveland Guardians. No, they're at Fenway. You're going to see... Mm-hmm. You said it's a movie? Nope, it's not a movie. It's a show. Yeah, he said they're going to see a show. It's all over the place. Is there a Cirque du Soleil in town? No, but it is a show that is, is it here at, for a limited amount of time. Is it at Playhouse? Yep. Beetlejuice. No, that's right. Well, that's all that's shows there. Yeah. They're here for a limited amount Whatever of time. Whatever is it. Lil Wayne's house. at House of Blues tomorrow. Okay, I give up. Go ahead. Tina! I haven't seen one what? thing. What? Tina Turner about, Broadway show. Never even heard of it. Oh, my God. Whatever. <laughs> no, I didn't know about that either. Is it called What's Touring Got to Do With It? <laughs> no, it's just called Tina. Oh. It's the tour. Is there an exclamation point at least? Do they have the common courtesy to yeah. do that? There is a huge, it's a big ass billboard. I believe on, you. I just didn't know it was in where? town. I don't know where it's. It literally drive down. It's like right downtown. Like when you're on the, the freeway. Once you get, before you. I go. take the shore way. I don't use the freeway. Well, you're right. You wouldn't see it, Bill. Um, I don't know if they have one on the shore. Speaking way. of which, I came in on the shore way today and everybody made a big hoopla about how Brown Stadium was cutting ties with First Energy, and they're like, they already took it down. They didn't take the sign down. It still says First Energy Stadium on the side of the stadium. Does it? I don't, it's still up, the sign I don't is still go up that there. Far. So I get off at 25th, so I don't even see I get it. off at 9th on the east side, and then I cut down Prospect. Mm. So I pass Brown Stadium. Everybody was saying, oh, they took it down same day. No, they didn't. still up there. I felt scammed. I wanted to see, like, you know, when they take a sign down and all that's left are the bolt the holes. Rusty, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the rust rain shadow and the bolt holes. That's what I wanted to see. So are you, so you in fake Mc... news? Well, I just, I, I took people at their word, which was mistake number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that could, because that seemed to underscore whatever urgency they thought that that whole, um, uh, you know, parting of the ways there after that huge first energy bribery scandal. The Browns pretended they cared and said, well, we got to take that down. Uh, it's still up there. Uh, so you guys, you and McBoyfriend are going to see the Tina Turner thing tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go right. see it. Now, you, do you dress up for that? Do you have dinner ahead of time? Do you have dinner after? What do you do? I think we're probably going to do di- I'm going to look at restaurants today and see, like, what we can do because uh, he has to work until, like, 5 or 6 and the show's at, like, 7.30. So, um we're probably going to eat afterwards or mm-hmm. maybe just get like something, you know, quick mm-hmm. and then maybe eat at home. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm excited. You know, I, back in the day, I used to go to all the local shows around here, like the, the every show that would come to like Playhouse. I used to get like invited like during press night. But I think after COVID, I just I never got invited back. I don't I don't know why. We'll just but. get back on those mailing lists. Yeah, I probably just have to send an email. Or something you mean like, like media uh, media night premieres yeah. and things like that? Yeah, but I have no problem paying for it. That that is a show I would pay. Yeah, for. but that's also that's also a legit flex that you could use to get you and your McBoyfriend to some stuff. I know, and it it just so happened there hasn't been a show for a while that I was like, oh, I have to go see. Like I have to do it right now. Tina was the first one, and before I even said anything, he was like, well, I want to get it before it sells out, and so we got tickets. Hmm. We're gonna go. We're gonna okay. make it a night of it. 
Lil Wayne is at the House of Blues. Tomorrow, yeah. Why? Oh, this is going to be busy. That's where he's playing. I don't know. Why doesn't he do like Romo Fijo? I don't Lil think Wayne? anymore. What? Dude, he hasn't released an album in like over 10 years. Doesn't matter. They got friggin' Jodeci and Salt and Peppa doing a Romo Fijo. Right, I mean, yeah. Who Lil Wayne. The only reason I know that is that at the airport today, I ran into my old boss, who's the GM of House of Blues. And we were just kind of BSing about what's going on. And he's like, yeah, we're, I'm home tomorrow night for Lil Wayne and then back on the road and blah, blah, blah. Because I, I was kind of surprised, too. I saw him at um, Blossom in, like, 2009. That was the last time I knew of him touring. But, yeah. Wow, Lil Wayne. Without a new House album, like, yeah, people will still show up for somebody that... Like, I don't think rap. Weird. I don't think rap artists have that kind of draw for that long. Oh no, I'm yes, looking at do. it. It's it's Little Wayne. It's a ventriloquist act. Oh, <laughs> uh, my bad. Lil Wayne is one of the greatest of all time, and he, I agree. He's, he's choosing to do the House of Blues. You think he could do the Romo Fijo? Absolutely. Yes, Lil Wayne. He could do First Energy if he wanted to. It's Lil Wayne. Are you nuts? There's people doing Romo Fijo who end up selling half house. They pull a curtain across the middle of the place, but they just want to do an arena. So maybe mm-hmm. he's working on new stuff. I don't well, know. remember when Lady Gaga? No, that's Gaga... great. I mean, if you're a fan of his, it'd be awesome to see him at the House of Blues. Lady Gaga in her prime did those dive bar shows. Like it was like. Are you uh, saying she's past her prime? She's absolutely past her prime. <laughs> Crime was like bad romance. Wow. No one bought the Chromatica album. Not like they were buying like the Monsters Ball or, or not the Monsters Ball, um, the Fame Monster or whatever. So that's why she's doing movies now. Yeah. See, I think that's smart, though, because you give it a bit of time and then you get a demand. You get you kind of wet people's appetite to the point where when down the road, when you do a new album, then everybody goes crazy. You kind of bail for a minute from the music thing, and then you do movies, and you know you do a really bad Italian accent, even though you're actually from an Italian family, <laughs> and uh, more of that. Boy, I'll tell you what, my wife is crestfallen today because Jerry Springer died, and that was her old boss, and I wish he had died yesterday because Gwen was filling in for Mary, and I, I wish that he had... I wish he died I do, because it would have been great to hear her talk about when she worked for Jerry Springer. Right. She, was, she was an associate producer for Jerry Springer and a booker, and it was her first, like, real gig in showbiz, because her background is in film and television, and uh, she were, when I met her, she was uh, already had moved on to the Judge Mathis show. But both of them were shot in Chicago. Jerry Springer, they ended up taking that whole production out to Connecticut for maybe the last 10 years or so, but... Uh, Jerry Springer had pancreatic cancer. He died at home in Chicago this morning or last night. He was 79, and she's like, he was just the nicest guy. She's like, you know, back then, when that kind of television, because Jerry Springer really did kind of reinvent that kind of television. There had been a couple of people before him, but they didn't last. There was a guy named Morton Downey Jr., who some people of a certain age might remember. He got a syndicated talk show where he was just screaming at people, but only lasted like a year. He didn't have the zhuzh that Jerry Springer had. And uh, she was like, he was just the nicest guy. It was a super, super cutthroat business and show and whatever. Um, they did a pay-per-view thing called Too Hot for Television too with hot Jerry to Springer. Handle. I don't know what it was called, but Gwen worked on yeah, it. Yeah, they're like Too Hot for TV. One of my favorite stories is that she had to go get rubber chickens that a stripper could then pull out of herself. There you go. On uh, the Jerry Springer pay-per-view. She's like, he was just the nicest, nicest dude. Obviously, Ohioans uh, feel connected to Jerry Springer because he was the mayor of Cincinnati. He went to my alma mater. He went to Northwestern University. He worked at a law firm in Cincinnati. He kind of fell into broadcasting, did kind of radio things here and there. 
But he started, uh, he had a political career that obviously transitioned into broadcasting. And that's why a lot of people gave him such a hard time about the TV show is because they were like, you're really wasting a career here. You're you're a brilliant guy in Europe. And he was like, well, don't be such an elitist about this show. You know, I'm this is kind of the true face of America. He was an advisor to Bobby Kennedy. And then after he got assassinated, he went on and, and worked at a law firm in Cincinnati. But like he was... You know, he and Dennis Kucinich were two really young mayors in the state of Ohio. Uh, Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati when Dennis Kucinich was mayor of Cleveland in the late 70s. They were both young guys. They both ended up being one-termers. The story about Jerry Springer that everybody loves is that he paid for a hooker with a check. I think he has said something along the lines of that's not true. Uh, But that was a story that followed him around. And he had... You'll see all kinds of write-ups on on Jerry Springer. I never met the man, but again, Gwen worked for that show, and she loved Jerry Springer. He was the second host of America's Got Talent, if people go that far with that show. People think of that show now with Nick Cannon. Do you know? remember who the very first host of America's Got Talent was? Tyra Banks. Regis Philbin. Oh. Before they decided, because you don't know what a show is going to be, so you just take the people that you have under contract, and if they happen to be 80, you go, all right, we'll throw them on. And that very first season was Regis Philbin. And then they go, well, let's get somebody younger. (laughs) They got Jerry Springer. And then he did a couple of seasons. And then they got Nick Cannon. But I just remember right after I had left Chicago to begin my broadcasting career, I was in Kalamazoo, Michigan. But I was still going home a lot because it wasn't that much of a trip. And I was kind of homesick. Is that because Jerry Springer had filmed his show in NBC Tower there in Chicago for a long, long time which is where the local NBC affiliate had their news studio. That's where they did their their newscasts. And they, at the time, had like the number one local newscast, these two legendary anchors, a guy named Ron Majors and a woman named Carol Marine, who had been on Chicago television forever, very well respected. And the management there thought, you know what? He's so white hot and he does have a journalism law background, blah, blah, blah. They hired Jerry Springer to give commentaries, which in the late 90s was still kind of an old school thing. Local news had kind of gotten out of the commentary business, but they thought, hey, let's strike while this iron's hot. He's in town. He's in the building, for God's sake. Let's get Jerry Springer to do commentaries. But he had so much stink on him because of that show that these two big time anchors quit in protest. They both quit. And they ended up firing Jerry Springer. He only did two commentaries because they had already lost their major anchors who both went to other stations in town. And But it was a big, big deal in the late 90s. Jerry Springer was always kind of sanguine about his own success with that show. But um, he was he really did change the way people watch that kind of show. There was Maury and there were, you know, there were other people that. That did they found their they found their niche like there was a guy named Richard Bay who did something like that for a little while but Jerry Springer really really did transform that kind of television just complete trash <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what it was they did a movie with mm-hmm. him and they did a live show but he was Ring, always ringmaster yeah something Ringmaster's like that something he did like syndicated that? radio TAM yeah. ran the Jerry Springer show for a while and and um, uh, he was uh, I never met him. He had been on my show many times over the years. I just never had him in studio. So I had talked to him. I'd had him on the phone and always really, really liked talking to him, uh, but never, never got to meet him in person. Did you ever say like, oh, my wife used to work on your show? Oh, yeah, of course. And he remembered her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's neat. 
So, but she's like, God, that sucks because he was just so sweet. Um, given the tone of that show, right? Because people are always asking Gwen if if it was all fake. She's like, No, trust me. Those people Every exist. single person was real. Yes. She said the biggest problem they had is they would book people to do the show. They would fly them to Chicago, put them up at the Four Seasons or whatever, and the people would never come do the show. They wanted oh, a trip to Chicago yeah. and they wanted a nice hotel room. She's like, we were we would have to double and triple book people because invariably somebody would go. Would, we yeah. couldn't find them. They'd be out of the hotel. They'd be you know headed back to Kentucky or whatever. So it was a whole thing. But there'll be um, if you were a Jerry Springer fan or whatever. Uh, he uh, had pancreatic cancer, died at home. Uh, in Chicago, and, uh, and you'll see no shortage of write-ups about it. That's going to be a great estate sale. It's Take a Kid to Work Day. No one said it had to be your kid. An Amber Alert has been... Oops, it's the Alan Cox Show. On 100.7 WMMS. We've got some kids' corner in a minute. Got uh, another $1,000 for you in about five minutes chance for you to some cash courtesy of the buzzard bookie next week is the last full week for you to do these keywords make sure you're not missing any of them the guardians play tomorrow night it's the first of three at fenway against the red Sox, who are pretty evenly matched team to cleveland right now nobody's really setting the world on fire between those two teams but seeing how the the guardians uh, fortunes over the last few games uh, haven't exactly been all that consistent either. Rockies really took them for a ride. Uh, but uh, Cleveland in Boston tomorrow night, 7-10 is the first pitch. 6-35, I think, is when that pregame coverage will begin. Cavaliers are out. Season ended last night uh, in uh, staggering fashion. Our buddy Jason Lawhead had a very interesting take. I thought, you know, he does sports radio in San Diego in addition to being a stand-up comedian, and he was very, very critical of the Cavaliers. Yeah, he he thought they had no business being in the postseason at all. Jason knows basketball. He his dad was a coach. He coached for a while. He played. He knows basketball really well. So I always like his insight because it comes from a place of pretty deep knowledge. And I, whereas I think they should have been in the playoffs the way they played, it looks like they shouldn't have been. They they were not ready. They're a very young team, and uh, there's some maturity that needs to happen for them to take it to another level. Well, I made a nice chunk of money on the Miami Heat, who ended up knocking the Milwaukee Bucks out. That's uh, Pound Cake's ex-boyfriend, Kevin Love, who's now down there uh, with the Heat of Miami. Round, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler, former Chicago Bull, on fire for that team. And uh, Giannis, by his own estimation um choked hard although he said i heard stansbury talking about apparently Giannis antetokounmpo said uh, there is no such thing as failure in sports so i don't know if he cracked that out of a fortune cookie <laughs> his post-game meal i don't know yeah i don't know about that i feel but, like uh, it's the um i was reading it's the uh, the heat become the sixth number eight ever to advance past the number one seed. Beat the Milwaukee Bucks in five games. Put some gash in my pocket. And uh, Jimmy Butler, again, uh, a fantastic job for the Miami Heat. 
uh, Dwayne Wade, who used to play for the Miami Heat, he has uh, been making headlines because he moved his entire family out of Florida because of their LGBTQ policies. He says they do not, it's not safe for my family. I think he has a trans son or something like that, or a gay son. Trans daughter. Trans daughter is 15-year-old. He said that this is not a state where my family can flourish. Good for him. Ron DeSantis has been making a big show out of being a moron uh, down there in Florida. And so uh, Dwayne Wade's like, Florida's great in a lot of ways. You know, I'm a rich guy. Uh, I like not paying taxes, but uh, I can't be down here and feel that my family is safe if we uh, if we stay here. I like that. That's what he led with, though. He led with I miss the great tax benefits, (laughs) because if you're a rich guy, uh, even if you're poor, let's be real. Even if you're poor, you don't want to you don't want to pay that taxes. Right. But especially if you're rich where you already have access to all kinds of ways to not pay taxes. And then you move to a place like Florida. He's married to Gabrielle Union, of course, the actress. Oh, was she a hot. singer back in the day, or was she just an actress? Always an actress. Just an Always actress. an actress. and bring it on. Yeah. Yep. But I couldn't remember if she, like, oh, she was so hot and bring it did on. a foray into... She put an album out, or... No, you're, she actually played alongside... Again, this is irrelevant punk knowledge, but it comes in handy for topics like this. She played uh, beside this group called Black in uh, Bring It On. So it was her and three other girls, and the other girls that she was with were in a music group called Black. So I think they did a music video for the movie Bring It On. Okay. So that may have... She was in the music video, so I think that's what you're referring to. And she's got a good 10 years or so on her husband, doesn't she? Not quite. I think she's got three or four on him. Okay. I, I thought she was considerably older than Dwayne. I don't Wayne. think because he's she looks forty one or forty two, and I think she's forty five or forty okay. six. I think. All right. So uh, he I didn't know where they moved though. I didn't see that. He just said that they've left Florida, in Texas. Is there? What <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at Texas or Missouri Gary or Montana. <laughs> yeah, any one of the great states in this union. That's. Uh, Really intent on, let me check notes, liberty, people's liberty. That's why they want to make sure that certain people don't have any. What? Alan, you were right. She's 50. He's 41. I didn't think she was that old. I figured she was around my age. I mean, she's been around as long as I can recall. But man, uh, Miami, I don't think is a good representation of the people of Florida, because that I feel like that's its own little world. Like I feel no, but like, the laws of the state still apply to you, no matter where you live. Yes, but a, a lot of Miami holds weight, just like ever, everyone's mad, or well, DeSantis is mad at Disney World and Orlando because they have a lot of power because a lot of people are employed by Disney World and work in Orlando because of that. So it doesn't my, seem to bother him. Well, he's had it. He has a lot of those people could vote for him. A lot of those people probably did vote for him, and he couldn't care less. It's more important, and this is the problem with a lot of people like him. They're not operating in the best interests of their constituency. They've got a boner for fascism, and that's more important to them. But, but, Alan, think of all the people who work for Disney who are DeSantis voters. I would be negatively impacted by all this nonsense. So whether you live in Miami, whether you live in Orlando, you're still subject to the laws of the state. It's I, not like Dwayne Wade was like, I put in a call to Ron DeSantis and he's going to smooth everything over. My my daughter's getting special dispensation from the governor. That's not how it works. 
But didn't you say that the mayor of New York City has more power than the governor of New York State? That's New York City. That's not Miami. But I feel like Miami's Miami, going to be underwater in six years. All the more reason that they need to capitalize off. Of, they need people to stay there, and they need to capitalize off of the money they're making there you now. You would think that he would be concerned about that, but he doesn't seem concerned about that. Neither do Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods. They're going in on some luxury residential con- uh, condo community down there. Well, I don't listen to Justin Timberlake. He makes bad business. When he bought MySpace, I knew I knew he was a bad businessman. Well, he wanted pennies on the dollar. Why doesn't Tiger Woods buy some hair? I'm serious. He He's crazy that. rich. Why does it look at Tiger Woods here? I'll show you in the it's, live stream. It's not Why gonna... doesn't he buy some hair? It's a flex. He's got to... so much money to to not care. It's the same reason why those billionaires still have those crazy ass haircuts. But you're still vain. This guy was banging every person he met because of vanity. Not because he I... thought he was good looking, but because that's he's not good. the point. It's but it's an ego thing. Why wouldn't you buy some hair? It, the money would be a drop in the bucket for him, and he'd look a hundred times better. You did it. LeBron did it. But Why doesn't Tiger Woods? I am thinking about the optics of having more hair. It, That's great optics. Everyone thinks they that. run nonstop TV commercials for guys who don't have a one hundredth of the money Tiger Woods does to spend fifteen grand on a Bosley rug. It makes him look like he has low self esteem if he was to get do something about it now. It makes it seem like he was obsessed with it and it makes him look weak because he's like, Yeah, well Boy, I, you're reading a lot into this. Because it makes, the guy should just buy some hair. I think they market it like that. Like I think they market Tiger Woods like he's an everyman, like every man struggles with you but know, he's a, not a an everyman. He's a super how it is a super how is a super rich black golfer an everyman? It makes him, that part makes him more relatable. Yes, he's got billions of dollars and he bangs everything that moves, but he still has a receding hairline like you. So buy his products. And so that's the one the, thing that makes yes, him relatable. Absolutely. Uh, basketball players, like the people watching LeBron James, they don't care about his hairline. They don't want to, black men. Uh, I'm not talking uh, about other people. Wouldn't you just want more hair if you, I mean. He's, he's a corporation. I think it, his people probably told him. corporation should have more hair on the roof. Like people don't their want headquarters. People don't want bad teeth. He has beautiful teeth, but a lot of people are like, uh, I don't have the money to get hair plugs, or it's too late for me to do the finasteride minoxidil. This is just what it is. So I think if they look at a guy like Tiger Woods, who's well, why isn't it a flex for you to have a receding hairline? Why isn't it a flex for me? You said it's a flex for Tiger Woods because well, you want to be an everyman. He has all the money. And he can still say, hey, because I have all this, I don't need it's not it wouldn't even be fair if I had a a, a hairline. I have like I don't need a hairline to be a complete person. I got money. I got the cars. I got the babes and the career. Hmm. Having having a perfect hairline would just be unfair. Me, I'm still a work in progress. I don't have no money. Oh, you you think you think that people do uh, the personal inventory of their pros and cons. Absolutely. I don't want people to be mad at me by having too much hair. I don't want to be too perfect because that would make me unrelatable in vain. There's a town in Indiana. It's called Brownsburg. It's a town of about 28,000 people. It's a northwest suburb of Indianapolis. Uh, the hell on earth that is the Indianapolis metropolitan area. Brownsburg, Indiana. There are five teachers. Some teachers, a couple of administrators, I think. Uh, five people who are, at the very least, probably fired, and they're looking at criminal charges for having a special education student eat his own vomit. What? Come 
kind of. I always think of that line when Lisa becomes a vegetarian in The Simpsons. And she's asking the lunch lady, aren't you supposed to provide some vegetarian options? And she hands her a hot dog bun. It's full of bunly goodness. And Lisa goes, do you remember when you lost your passion for this work? She's smoking a cig, you know, throws her a hot dog bun as her vegetarian option. And I always have to wonder when teachers lost their passion for that work, especially with special education students. If you're a special ed teacher... I think the top line marquee is you're doing the Lord's work there. I mean, that's, you know, I, I know a handful of special education teachers and they really uh, are very, very good at what they do because it has an extra layer of, you know, every kid has its own challenges, obviously, his or her when you're a teacher. But uh, these uh, teachers at, the, at um, Brown Elementary School in Brownsburg, Indiana, uh, they had a student who wasn't feeling well, and they told the student not to vomit, and that if he did, he would have to eat whatever he threw up. Dude. And so when it became very clear the kid was going to vomit for whatever reason, they threw a tray near him, and then another teacher handed him a spoon. (gasps) And This is real life? Like, this really happened? What kind of... Like, how far... Again, I I just don't... I just don't understand at what point some of these special education teachers uh, felt kind of liberated to dehumanize their students because there's a lot of these kinds of cases that end up being special education classes. The boy ate some of the vomit. I'm going to throw up. And then used paper towels to clean up uh, what 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 remained. Yeah, right? What was it? What did he have? What did he puke up? doesn't say that. It makes really a difference. Greedy. I went, I tried to back time and do the best I could. I looked into the Brown Elementary School menu for that week, and I couldn't find it. He I could really... be a lunch packer, though. Is that some kind of euphemism? Or no, you like he packs a... his brown lunch. Yeah, he, he could yeah. bring his lunch. A little bento box. Also, a seven-year-old. Doing seven. this to a seven. seven. Like, that's... Like, like, age, age, that's your, yeah. yeah. That's They've placed the so teachers terrible. on administrative leave. I did see a couple of them. I saw a couple of mug shots. Two of them were in like uh, the orange jumpsuits or whatever. So I don't know. But yeah, that's pretty wild. Is it a power in trip? Indiana. Like these people get off on being able to well, boss people around or something? Or It must be something along those lines, right? I mean, uh, maybe not getting off on it, but definitely you... I don't know if you're just constantly frustrated or you're, I don't know. It's not easy being a teacher. I understand that. But these situations where you uh, read about something like this, there's an uncomfortable number of them that are in special education classes. So I don't know. It's weird. I think I those what teachers should have to eat some vomit. Yeah. I think everybody, every one of those uh, uh, that kid's parents and all the kids in that school should all be able to puke in a bowl, and then those, <laughs> and then those teachers have to uh, eat the whole bowl. But what if one of the? What if one of those teachers? Maybe that's their thing, right? I'm gonna take a just a hunch that it's not. I don't think that's their thing. Is uh, eating vomit? Okay. If, if it is, then. I guess they'll they'll enjoy the punishment, but I doubt that they're into eating not just vomit, but like a 
bunch of vomit from several different people. Hmm. <sighs> Mary, you want to do it? Dude, I'm a, I feel like I'm going to puke right now. Like, it's my chest is tight. Even just hearing about the story, but then, like, I don't even want to talk about it. Picturing, like, a spoonful go- <laughs> going into your mouth. A kid, dude, that makes me want to cry. Like, that makes yeah. me, that's so upsetting. To pee or not to pee? Whoops, I already started. The Alan Cox Show is back. On 100.7 WMMS. Attitude. I had an attitude. 35192. Want to send a text to me? I'll see him there. I watch live. Do it at alancoxshow.com. And a thank you to whoever's helping back there at the video department today. Lon Delane, Don Delane is helping out. <laughs> hey, thanks, sir or madam. I do appreciate that. Uh, if you are listening to us on iHeartRadio from somewhere throughout North America, even if vomiting isn't your kink, if you're, it's called emetophilia, by the way. Ugh. Yeah. That's if you like um, being vomited on or watching others vomit or sometimes eating it yourself. It's also mm. referred to as a Roman shower. Mm. Come on. <laughs> When in Rome. These are things that you've got to learn about. Uh, Marty listens to the show in Palm City, Florida. Greg's in Indianapolis. Kim listens in Nashville. Pete's in Pittsburgh. Uh, Keith and Teresa are way down in Key West. And uh, Isaiah is in Jacksonville. Thank you, one and all. Um, We are out tomorrow. And then we'll return on Monday, at which point it will be... Uh, the 1st of May, you'll see no shortage of probably old Justin Timberlake memes. But you're also going to have a brand new promo code for CLE Clothing Company. Last couple of days for you to use uh, the promo code showers during April. Now, I just do this as a formality because you guys will never get. I still don't know what they mean by it, but you'll never get the May word. It's not flowers. But you're. It's not father. Again, it's not mother. No, nope, what a thought. Nope. <laughs> May. Remembrance. You'll never, ever get it. It Memorial. is. It is. Um, Prom. Jacket. It is. It's jacket is what you're saying. <laughs> Can you give us a clue? What's to start with? I can't even give you a clue. What's because start with? I don't know what they're connecting it to. P. Penis. Poop. Pineapple. <laughs> Pictures. I do how you like how you went from penis to poop to pineapple, though. <laughs> poof is the poof. Word for... I was so close with poop. You're one <laughs> consonant <laughs> off. Uh, I don't know what the uh, connection is, but poof come Monday is going to be the word you are going to want to use to get twenty percent off at CLE Clothing Company. Maybe poof winter's gone. I don't know. It's still thirty five degrees out. Who can tell? But if you shop in their stores. Uh, you can use that if you shop online, clevelandclothing.com. You can use it there as well. Come Monday, poof will be your uh, promo code there for the entire poof. month of May. Don't ask me. I don't know. Uh, 31 days in May that you'll have to use uh, the word uh, poof. We have a lot of bureau chiefs in Kansas City as well. The NFL draft begins tonight. Um, cool. 
Yeah, I, again, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that means for the Cleveland Browns. They don't have I'd, a first round pick, so no, not much. didn't sound familiar. Um, Your team traded out of the first pick. So yep. There's not a lot of excitement there either, so you just got to go. Browns will be playing the first preseason game of the year, though. Yeah, they're playing the Hall of Fame game. Against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. That Hall of Fame game is August the 3rd. That'll be the first NFL game of the year. You think it'll be Deshaun Watson against Aaron Rodgers? Uh, At the the Hall of Fame game there? You don't think so? No, because they just play, especially when they have an extra... Preseason game, they throw in the scrubs. Yeah, they're 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 not. Especially Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. He's going to play in a preseason game. You don't want to uh, go to Canton, but there's better things to do that day anyway. August the third, you say? Or I mean, who can f- plan that far out? Is it the fourth? You tell me. You said there are better things to do on August. I guess the 3rd. that's a, that's a Thursday. I, I mean, August the fourth is going to be Buzzard is, Fest. That's what I'm excited. Yeah, Buzzard Fest is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Those tickets are on sale uh, if you're going to join us out there at uh, Victory Park. Live, Bush, Filter, Incubus, uh, a bunch of other bands. Uh, after a 23-year hiatus, Buzzard Fest is uh, coming back this August. So let's say you were going to the, go to the Browns game on Thursday the 3rd. And then you go to Buzzard Fest on Friday the 4th. The 5th. Because that you can buy tickets for that whole weekend. Buzzard Fest on the 4th and then uh, Country Jam on the 5th. That could be a big, big few days for you. Especially if you're a Cantonite. Because you get that uh, game right there in your backyard. And then you hoof it up here to the big city. And uh, have some fun uh, up here with us that weekend. But the uh, NFL Draft tonight in Kansas City. Uh, the Browns get their first pick in the third round. Unless they move up. I saw draft day. Hmm. It could happen. You know, when Dennis Leary was our coach, this kind of crap didn't happen. He knew how to do things. Yeah, but he had a very capable GM in Kevin Costner. So That's true. It's he did. the tandem. Yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah. But again, I think that maybe they should take that time while they're waiting for the third round and get some guys over to the football stadium with hammers and chisels and get the first energy logo off there. They were making a big to-do about that, and uh, it's still on there. Who knows when it'll come down? So I don't know where you watch the NFL draft. It's not like I'm going to be plopped down in front of the television. But um, uh, they got to wait till the third round uh, to get any picks. The Browns get eight picks. They get the number 190 pick in the sixth round. That's an so, underrated pick. <laughs> Game changer. That's, huh? You're not Mr. Irrelevant, but you're really, really close. How many rounds are there? 15. How many rounds in the NFL draft? Does anybody know? Uh, seven, I think. Seven rounds. Yeah. So you're going really, I mean, yeah, their first pick is number it 76. It might be six now. I don't remember. Number 74 in the third round is going to be the very first time that they will pick. I don't even know what they need. Uh, but if you're paying attention to that, if you're a diehard fan, yeah, if you have rounds. at least one vehicle that you have hand-painted orange and brown, you'll probably be glued to this tonight. 
but uh, something to consider. I mostly want the NFL schedule to come out so I can start booking my fall. Yeah, I got to book around. Seriously. Oh, I know. I, like, I just... I, I, was, I was in Indianapolis when they were playing... No. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was like prime Peyton Manning yeah. versus prime Tom Brady. No. <laughs> Nobody's coming. They had a... This is a, like a Saturday game for some reason or a sun, Sunday game. I think it was a Sunday game and there were like three people at a show. And like I was working with a big headliner too and we're just like, hey, nothing you can do. It's I, that kind of town. Literally... Two hours ago, I was texting with the booker of a comedy club in Cincinnati, and he's like, hey, what's your fall look like? When do you want to come? And I was like, can we wait until the Bengals schedule comes out? Because I do not want to be in that city during a home game, because it'll mm-hmm. just be a nightmare. The thing is, like, you can also, as long as it's not a Thursday, like, you can, if you just do, like, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday and skip the Sunday well, show. Well, that's what I was going to say. You, yeah. wouldn't that's be, what you, I wouldn't, said. you wouldn't be doing a Sunday afternoon show. Not afternoon, but, but even if they're if home, they're nobody home, is yeah, coming out to that, to that show at night. People are getting hammered well, drunk and, and, and I had a show down there. By four. Me and Jim Twos were down there last year, and there was a Thursday night game, and we had a Thursday show. The host of the show didn't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, dude. So I'm like, no, I'm not. I gotta, we can wait a little bit. To be fair, the host of that show was Chris Collinsworth. So he had other things to do. Bro was booked, man. He was booked. His <laughs> And he doesn't work on Thursdays. His deference to the Bengals is unquestioned. Boy, no good deed goes unpunished. There's a girl. I think this is a little bit of an overreaction, but I like how the tide is kind of turning with some people. It's a girl on TikTok in England who walked in very proud of herself, was feeling pretty good, and she was going to go into one of her local grocery stores and pay for someone's food. Uh, as uh, obviously you can promote it as an act of kindness. It is a nice thing to do, but you're still doing it for clicks or whatever. Amelia Goldsmith is the girl, and everybody turned her down. Really? They refused one by one. <laughs> because this is what I was saying the other day. Nobody wants to be part of your dumb video. Let people live their lives, right? If you didn't have a camera going and you said, you know what, can I pay for your, maybe one of these people might have said yes. But when you're filming yourself and you're filming them, they're like, leave me alone. It's annoying. I just want to get out of the grocery store. She did end up buying some food and delivering it to a food bank. So, I mean, again, I, I, the, the, the intention, I think, was fine. But just go directly to that because everybody just they either think you're scamming them or they're waiting for the punchline or something. You know what? She ended up crying and being very upset because uh, people wouldn't let her pay for their groceries. I saw something not exactly like this similar going around on I think it was either Instagram or TikTok. It was a comedian who someone had a seizure in the middle of his set and he like put out the video of him handling a person having a seizure and the 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 uh tagline like the the caption was like hope they're okay with like a broken heart and I'm like this is disgusting to me how did they film that well you set up your camera and so they they didn't film the person having the seizure they filmed their reaction while it was happening and then posted it online i see i'm like this is really gross they cut that part out they they just no. pulled it. no i mean they pulled that out to post that specific part yes yeah of like, because he's like, what's going on over there? Like, crowd, you think it's going to be a crowd work clip, and then it's someone saying he's having a seizure. Call nine one one. But there would also be nothing to really see. They'd have this person on the ground. It's a dark club already. Maybe they probably put the house lights up, maybe. But I mean, it 
felt like it, this it's very person exploitative. was yes, he's capitalizing on someone having a, a medical emergency. And I feel like people do this too, where they like fake good deeds so that they can get views. They hope it gets two million views, when in reality, you're essentially just spending thirty dollars in hopes that your video goes viral. Yeah, yeah again, she, you know? she did. Yeah, yeah. She did end up buying some food and deli- you know, doing what she set out to do. I guess her her good fortune being uh, making some money on TikTok. I guess, but the guy in the club with the person having a seizure, like everyone's going to drag you. No, people were in the comments like, you handled that so well. Oh, really? Good job. I was blown away at the fact that people were not... Like, there was... Well, you can't I'm, figure people out, can you? There was only a couple people that were like, I don't feel right about this. Like, this is super weird, or this is kind of gross. But most of the comments were like, good for you, man. You handled that. This is terrible. Right? Like, click. This may be really random, but I'd love to pay for your food shop today. Just because I want to... No, 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 honestly, like, I, I, do, I do this thing where I want to do something nice. I do this thing or I want to do something nice. Oh, you mean just doing something nice? You can do it. I do it all the time. I just don't film myself doing it. Right. Well, but if you're a TikToker, you got to feed the beast, boy. There's nothing you're doing that's not getting filmed. So... But when you have to explain to people what you're doing, <laughs> because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right, you're going to, like, punch you in the mouth or something. That was stressful, guys. That was really stressful. I felt really, like, in panic mode. I don't know why. I just felt like I was expecting someone to be, you know, overjoyed and grateful and happy for me to pay for their shopping. But, obviously, that didn't go down well. Yeah. She's very upset. I was waiting for someone to be overjoyed. No one's overjoyed anymore about anything people don't get overjoyed people are constantly looking over their shoulder now and that's in england in this country everybody's freaked out all the time some people have reason to be some people have zero reason to be everybody's armed everybody's on edge and somebody texted me the other day uh somebody we know uh about how she was in traffic and i don't know if she honked or flipped somebody off or somebody cut her off Dude, like, flashed a gun at her in traffic, and she's freaking Jeez. out. Here's the yeah. whole thing. I know some, I, maybe it's the same person, but yeah, that's, uh, people do that. Because they're just so, they're, the people just are so tightly wound, they're so angry, and they just don't know how to deal with it. YouTube is, we were talking about uh, metaphilia before. As a corollary to those teachers that made that special needs kid eat his vomit. Some people get off on that. Some people's kink. Um, but YouTube is kind of uh, doing a blanket crackdown on eating disorder videos. Good. So they're updating their policies to limit that kind of content. They'll ban the videos that show, in their words, behavior that could be imitated, which is really vague because, I mean, everything could be imitated. But here's what I kind of don't understand about this. Good luck trying to imitate this show. Yeah! (laughs) What I don't understand is eating disorder content is just considered content about people who don't eat enough. Yeah, shouldn't the mukbangs be there too? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. why are eating disorders only when you eat too little? 
I mean, obesity in this country is a way bigger issue than anorexia or bulimia or and I'm not to diminish that at all because it is a big deal. But it's like one percent of the U.S. population. Obesity is a much bigger public health crisis around the world, by the way. You know, they had these stories about a month ago. Over half of the world's population is going to be obese in the next decade. We did it. America. No, that's the world. That's well, that, here's that's the a globalist thing. thing. But eating disorder content is always considered in the realm of um, not eating enough or right. eating too little. Not, to Bill's point, mukbang videos. Japan, around the world, is the country that has the highest rate of eating disorders. And they're about a third of the population of this country. So that's a lot of people. So when they talk about eating disorders, that's what they're talking about. Is pro, they call them pro-ana videos, pro-anorexia. You'll see that hashtag sometimes. Hashtag ANA and, mm-hmm. you know, and it really is, it really is awful stuff. It's disgusting, dude. It's gross. But I, I was, I, I, I'm always unclear as to why that's what is considered eating disorder content and not people who are gorging themselves. Because people who are gorging themselves, I don't think that's a community. I don't think that's But that is an eating disorder. It is, but there are people cheering each other on, on Twitter and YouTube and TikTok, like, keep going, girl, you can make it one more day, keep your calories under 100, like, they're... I don't think people are doing... I'm sure they're doing doing that for people who who eat a lot. Sure. I mean, that's why you have My 600-Pound Life. There's television shows devoted to it. But those people are generally sad, depressed, and alone. They're not looking for online communities of one another. Like people who are eating in those quantities are usually ashamed of it. They're not promoting it. And all that may be true. I'm just saying that to define an eating disorder and limit it to things like anorexia and bulimia, I don't understand when it comes to things. Because the other stuff doesn't have an online community. There's no online community of people being pro no, but obesity. What, what I'm saying is there's nothing in a definition of an eating disorder that refers to an online community. What I'm saying is that YouTube is probably only focusing on the ones that are a problem. There is no yeah, problem of people of people viewing videos telling them you need to be eating 8,000 calories a, a meal. I mean, those are on, uh, there's kink sites where guys pay girls to lay there and they're, you know, keep stuff in their face. Yeah, but that's different. Girls who make money doing that's that. people being paid for a specific sexual kink. That's not promoting yeah. becoming and staying obese. Well, but it, it kind of has is- to do with cons- consuming. Of course, like if you're anorexic, you're not buying in. You're not buying food. You're not buying Coca Cola. You're part of the problem. Oh, you if think this is a capitalism if, issue? Yes, if, if you're obese, <laughs> you are... You're supporting yeah, the economy? You're using DoorDash, <laughs> you're using Uber Eats, you're getting McDonald's, you're getting Coca-Cola, you're getting, you're hitting all the boxes. So YouTube's like, those are our advertisers. Keep it up. It's a money thing. It's always a money thing. One of life's most pressing questions. What do I like about Alan Cox? Finally answered. Um... All right, I don't like much about you. The Alan Cox Show on 100.7 WMMS. I'll have tickets for you for these guys next week. Alter Bridge is coming back. It's basically Creed without Scott Stapp. Miles Kennedy is the front man. They're on the Pawns and Kings tour. It's a good lineup, boy. It's Alter Bridge, Seven Dust. 
who are always awesome. And uh, Mammoth WVH, Wolfie Van Halen, Seven Dust and Alter Bridge. They're going to play August 8th at Jacob's Pavilion. So I'll have tickets for you for that show next week. Hook FC Parkway Drive, the Monsters of Oz Tour, presented by Two Hours to Midnight, our new metal show here on MMS. That's Parkway Drive with the Amity Affliction, North Lane, and Make Them Suffer from Australia. Uh, Mars Volta is going back out on the road. That's cool. So I'll get you set up for that show, which is in September. And the Mushroom Head 30th Anniversary and Halloween show is at the Agora on Saturday, October the 28th. I'll have uh, the hookup for you for all of those shows next week. And one more that I can't tell you about because it hasn't been announced yet. Will you have to take your mom, Mary Santora, back to the Mushroom Head Halloween now that you've broken the seal? I don't and know. And took her last year. Well, now with that kind of attitude. I didn't want to go last year. I had a good time, but that's not for me. Well, maybe you'll have another good time. Your boyfriend, like maybe Brian should take yes, your mom. Yes, just Brian and my mom can go on a date. That'll be fine. It's not a date, but they both like that band. Yeah. Or that, that music. That type of music, yeah. yeah. No, I'm good that no one will go because I bought the tickets. <laughs> they're they, not paying for that they won't no absolutely not you bought them full price yes i bought the entire box full price what if because you know how happy it makes everyone you still buy the tickets but you don't go i'm not gonna do that wow why would i do that because it's your family and you love them and they have a great great mm-hmm. time do you know how much i've done for my family that i love I'm learning how to set boundaries in therapy because of how much I've done for my family that I love. So you're saying that's all over. No more free rides on the back of Mary Lynn Louise Santora. No more free rides on things I don't want to do. So they, even though you're outnumbered, familially, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you, it has to be something. Everyone has to. If I'm paying for it, yes. All right. I feel like that's fair. Pretty manipulative. Yeah. How is that manipulative? Because you're saying I, you all have to figure out something that I want to do, no. and then that's what we'll do. Not at all. You can do whatever you want to do. Well, with not your if they money. want you to pay for it. Well, that's what my point is. But if you're you manipulating want... them by holding the money over their it's heads. My money. But if you are their access point and you love them and they're your family, I have been financially supporting my family as long as I can remember. And I, I will still do it if it involves things that I am also enjoying. Like we're going, uh, my whole family's getting together and we're going to Columbus over 4th of July. Um, we're going to go to the zoo one day. We're going to go to the water park the second day. And then we're going to my brother's house the third day. So I didn't buy everybody's tickets, but I paid for two, two, uh, two cabanas right next to each other. So that way we had like a home base because otherwise it would be chaos trying to get everyone 25 people together wait where are the, the cabanas where, at what? like the water park oh i was gonna say zoo gotcha. cabanas not a zoo cabana the water park cabanas they because they have bring like, us the animals you show us the animals <laughs> we sit in the cabana and you snake? present them yes we will post up next to the monkey house yes. right. no like but for the it water actually park would not be a bad way to do the zoo that would be awesome <laughs> they bring you a koala and you can hold it and stuff you have a personal uh, monkey valet yeah mm-hmm. no 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 <laughs> Not the Manobo. I asked for an ape, <laughs> not a monkey. But yeah, so like that, I have no problem doing that. That'll be helpful for everybody. That doesn't bother me at all. I'm going to be there and enjoying it as well. But if I were not going on that trip, I would not have paid for those cabanas. Yeah, you're no going point. to a water park on 4th of July weekend? We're going to a water park the day before 4th of July. That is going to be... That's why I got the cabanas. I got I mean, the it's... last two that were even available. And I told everybody, I was like, yo, this is going to be chaos. This yeah. is going to be an absolute nightmare. It's going to be 
capacity. We're going back to Vegas the week of the 4th, and I will have a cabana there at the pool. Yes. I'll pay for the pool cabana. But if you There will be no animals. If you weren't going, would you pay for your brothers and sisters to have a pool cabana? Well, it's just me and Gwen meeting some friends from L.A. They're going to go to Vegas. We're going to meet them there. We're going to be there for the week. But, um... See, I don't. Uh, we I've never once gone on. And Gwen and I have actually talked about this recently, because uh, my nephew lives in Tucson now. We've never gone on a Cox family vacation, not once. We didn't travel when we were kids because my parents hated to travel. But as we're all grown ups, we probably, by all accounts, should have done it way before now. Yeah. Since they're all, well, it's not like we're all spread out. They're all in Chicago, and I've been the one moving around the country. So it's an easy fix for, you know, I, anytime something like is going to happen collectively, it's me that goes. Yeah. So that's me not necessarily giving of my money, but giving of my time, mm-hmm. which is, as we all know, more valuable than money. You can always make more money. <coughs> you can't make. Sorry, I'm allergic to BS. More. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Squire, that is no, he's pure BS. I know. That is no on YouTube. way to refer to him. How well, dare you? We didn't go on our first family trip until last year, and we yeah. only did that, I mean, after my dad died. It and it was, was such a ringing success oh that uh, who wouldn't want to replicate that No joke, that's experience. also why I got the cabanas, because I'm like, How dare you? this is a big enough water park that we all don't have to be together 100% of the time. This Nor is should home you base. be. You, you, you got some yeah, space. You can come take a nap here. You can have a little bit of lunch, go to the pool, go to the lazy river. We'll meet back at noon, you right. know, that kind of thing. Um yeah, Cody, do you again. think that your boyfriend and you will still be together the week of the fourth? Hope so. Yeah. Um, I'm. We're planning. I think I'm going to take him with, uh, to Pentatonix with me, and that's in August. So. With your mom too? Yes. She met him. Yes. Have you met his parents? Yes. How'd that go? Well, I mean, was it, this was in a public forum? It wasn't walking up to the door and knocking. Before and, we, and I don't know if this is taboo or not, but before we even started dating. We spent Easter together. I uh, we celebrate we celebrated Easter on Sunday. He celebrated his Easter on Saturday. <laughs> What's when he sees his boyfriend? <laughs> so yeah, I I met his extended family, um, and I. I Why know, did you think that was taboo? I, because we weren't officially dating yet, but. Uh, I have. Blacks. I actually have some info that I don't think I can. T- I don't think I'm ready to say it on air yet. Come on. I don't know. You're engaged. No, no, no. Are I you engaged? Wanna, no, no, no. I don't. You're wanna, pregnant. I don't want to blow up his spot live on air, but I will tell you guys in the group chat, and I think you guys will get a kick out of it. And then if he wants to elaborate on that, you can. Well, like, could I be pregnant? How do I know if I'm pregnant? What is the best time to sex to become pregnant? Did you sex to become pregnant? I did not. No. But um, he's related to someone that oh, oh, we've mentioned oh. on the show before. Michael Jackson? Bam Margera. No. I w- Who turned himself in, by the way? Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, once you get that all ironed out, uh, make sure that uh, you put us in the loop, will you? We'll do. What will you do the week of the fourth? I know this is way off in the distance. Oh, boy. But- I don't know. Let's see. I think I'm going to Arkansas. Arkansas. Like you do. Yeah. What better place to celebrate well, our nation's f- history than a state where they don't want you to do anything? Because we're going to be out that whole liberty. week, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to do some shows down in Arkansas. In the NWA? Yep, back there. All right. Bill's trying to ingratiate himself with the Walton family. That's right. I'll tell you what, when it's all over for all of us at Showbiz, uh, you got to figure out what your next move is going to be. And I think it would be fantastic if by that time, Bill Squire had worked the long game to the point where he just ingratiates himself into high society in northwest Arkansas. That would be cool. Where you are the toast of Bentonville. And even though you're not, you don't have Walton blood coursing through your veins. Yet. You are, yet, that's right. You are accepted into their community, their high society as one of their own. And could a bust dedicated to William Scott Squire be far behind I mean, probably in the one, NWA. Probably have one by the end of the year, to be honest. By I mean, the end I, of I, I this award, which year? I got an, this year. Uh, <laughs> I got an award named after me in Cleveland. Uh, one more weekend in Bentonville. And I'm sure they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll name this award after you. Or we'll, we'll make a bust of you. <laughs> I mean, you have a good... Uh, my, new, my new hour is getting pretty good, so yeah, it should. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, there's callbacks. But uh, you have a real good... Tags. You have a real good start. stuff. You have a good start because you can go to them and say, look, I won the inaugural Bill Squire Award. Uh, you're not dealing with some scrub and here. And I plan on doing something so terrible that they can't even give it to anybody else. So then it's even more prestigious. Because so it's just one, one and done. done. Yes. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Anything with your namesake will be mm-hmm. sullied. Yeah. Oh, boy. So you can't even give that's, it to somebody else. That's diabolical. It's, it's called branding. Good for you. Boy, I didn't think that we could handle any more heartache after the death of Jerry Springer. But um, yeah, my girlfriend, by the way, was like, Jerry Seinfeld died? And I was like, no, idiot. <laughs> and how'd she react to that? She's, she's, she, well, I didn't even say anything. You yada yada the whole thing. Because well, she go, I go, Jerry Springer died. And she's like, didn't he just put a special out? And I was like, what? And then, like twenty minutes later, John Mulaney died. She was on a on Instagram, and she's like, "Oh, Jerry Springer." I'm like, "You thought Jerry Seinfeld, didn't you?" And she's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, okay." No, he's still fine. He's in good shape. You don't listen, do you? And she's like, "No, I don't." Now is the death of Red Table Talk over there at oh, uh, Facebook. Um, Facebook is uh, they don't know what the hell's going on these days. They're going in a billion different directions. And they've lost about $30 billion in the past year. And Meta, which is their parent company, has shut down the Facebook Watch Originals group. Uh, this was, they thought that Facebook Watch was going to be uh, like a... It's going to be like a, a big, TV channel. Yeah, like yeah. Netflix. They were going to compete, but it just didn't fly. Because uh, people don't just don't have a great... Uh, people don't have a great um, image of, of Facebook. And so Red Table Talk, which was the Jada Pinkett Smith show where she was sitting around with her daughter and her mom and they were talking about their vaginas and how she cheated on will smith and the whole bit but that was like had the, an entanglement that was the breakout hit well they call it breakout hit it was the only thing over there people watched uh called uh red table talk but see that to me is a show that might i could see somebody picking that up i mean i can't figure out if it was just uh, a hit on facebook or like a legit show that people would watch elsewhere so none of the shows that they were producing will be returning. Remember early on they had a show with, with Jessica Beale. 
that was on there that was actually pretty good, but I think that went away pretty fast. It was like an actual t- like a TV show? It was like a, a scripted show, show. yeah. Oh, they were trying wow. to roll out a bunch of... Um, Are you thinking of Seventh Heaven? No, it was called Unbelievable, <laughs> and she was a magician. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh! <laughs> No, I forget what the show was called. It was called Limetown. It was from, you know, for a while, everybody was like, let's turn this podcast into a TV show. And nobody watched any of them. But she uh, had a show early on called Limetown. I think somebody might have picked that up. And I would imagine that the Red Table Talk might get picked up somewhere. Th- Even were... though it's got that Will Smith stink on I was going to say, where but... else are we going to find out what Jada's doing? It's... Who she's cheating on Will Smith with? It's funny when they try and do stuff like that because they tried to do a pilot for your mom's house podcast with Tom Segura and Christina P. And it was going to be for like CBS, like network television. Like a scripted thing? Yeah. And they're like, do you know what we do on our show? And then once they got more of a gist, they're like, oh, yeah, this will never work. (laughs) It will never. It's just not the the, the place for it. Well, I, I just don't understand Facebook Meta Universe is already such a, a huge thing. Why do they? Why do these corporations have to have everything? You don't need to be a streaming service. You don't need. Well, because there's be, money to be made. But there's. They, that's what I'm saying. It's just greed in my book. You don't need to have a streaming service. They have videos on Facebook already. You can't even moderate those properly. And now you want to have TV shows like you're. It, it just it's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. You got games. There's it's so much all, stuff well, in there already. Yeah, those are two. You're talking about two different things, though. It's all unnecessary, but there's still money to be made on it. Red Table Talk. They tried to spin off with Gloria Estefan. Oh yeah, I thought she was just like a fill-in uh, after the whole cheating scandal. I didn't know that. Yeah, they they, to, they did a spin-off. Tried to do Miami. Red Table Talk on Facebook has 11 million followers. That's wow, no small potatoes. Dude, that's yeah, a lot. That's a lot. So. Uh, who knows? But uh, they have, um, because Mark Zuckerberg wants to get this metaverse, come hell or high water, boy, nobody can talk him out of it. He's just burning money over there, but nobody can talk him out of it. Because I guess he figures he knows better than everybody else. It's a huge brain. Yeah. So if you were a fan of that, uh, my condolences. You can always leave us messages on the After Hours line. It's 216-986-8903. Alan, 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 I don't get it. Your crew, every time I try to call for a giveaway, it is literally just a rude crew where I get through, never answer the phone. I, I just don't get where the courtesy ended where you could say, oh, we've already got our winner. Um, no, but it's not, not big on your group, but it is kind of a, a little bit annoying that when you, it does start ringing right away, you think you may have a chance of winning all to be hung up on, um, from your crew. So, um, this is Joey. Yeah, I don't, Joey, grow up. I don't, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I, I can't figure out people who complain about something they didn't win. Like, I don't need pound cake taking four. You don't need to be told you didn't win. If it rings and you don't have pound cake, go, hey, you won, you lost. I shouldn't even say that. You didn't lose anything. You just didn't win something, right? You You didn't lose anything. We didn't take anything from you. So it's not about rude. I don't need pound cake. I got other people who want to call and talk to us. Those are the calls I care about. I I do get Once he gets a winner, if it keeps ringing for you, you didn't win. 
It's you're a grown man. That's what it is. I do give them a courtesy. It's not a rudeness issue. I just have. I've given them a courtesy. I spend like a minute or two after we get we after we already have our winner and clear out the phone lines and say, hey, if you call after that time, right? I don't pick it up because I know you're calling about a winner. I get people right. 10, 15 minutes after we already have our winner, like, hey, did I win the prize? No, sir, you're hella late. And I'm not. I don't say it like that. <laughs> I don't say it rudely. In my head, I'm saying it, but I'm yeah. like, no, we already have our winner. You're call, you're calling 20 minutes. <laughs> We're about to get to the next break, and they're like, "Did I get the tickets?" I'm like, "What? What? What ticket, sir? What? What? Did, what are you referring to?" Oh, I don't know. I heard there was a giveaway. You heard that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, he's right. He's fired up. That's why I I keep it to caller 10. I used to change which caller. We used to call her 25. I don't need pound cake answering phones for an hour to try to sell somebody that they won four Christmases on DVD. And if I was answering phones for an hour... I need I, real calls, not, you know... I guarantee you, an hour after I answered the call, they're like, hey, did you get your winner? <laughs> like, we gave it away an hour ago. It's so rude. It's not rude. You didn't win. And you didn't lose. Because you can't lose something you never had. Also, don't lump the crew in with this. This is a pound cake. It's nothing them, to do with me. You didn't win. Yeah, we need anything. I assume You're he, late. <laughs> I assume he means Motley Crew. I mean, you know, they're getting all kinds of attention. I will say, I I want to protest these people. They they know when to call. Everyone thinks it's like fixed or like I set set it up to where the same people win all the time. No, you guys need to step up your game and need to listen more often, uh, and know when we do giveaways because the same people essentially win all the time. So they're the ones calling. Yep, not my fault. Yeah, it is weird. Dedicated winners. It is weird. Yeah. Well, because I'll hear from people, listen on the app and I can never win. Okay. Because there's a delay. All right. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't miss doing those promotions gigs at all. People used to get fired up. <laughs> like, about to fight people over, like, some uh, Charlie Murphy tickets. I'm like, damn. Y'all really want to know. Well, those are hard to come by these days. Charlie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pick one dead comedian. You took it. You, you gave them two Charlie Murphy tickets. Ma'am, they come in pairs. But why do you have to take the last two? Because those were the only ones we had. <laughs> the last two. Oh, man. They were ready to throw down at Broadway, or not Broadway, at the beach. Edgewater Live. The Alan Cox Show. There's no news. Putting the me in lamestream media. A lot of nonsense and fluff and sensationalism. On 100.7 WMMS. To send me a text. If you're watching live at alancoxshow.com, thanks. So make sure you give a tip of the cap to Lon Delane Dondeling, who's helping out back there for the final live show of the week. We will be out tomorrow. Saturday night here on the Buzzard, it will be the return of two hours to midnight. It is 120 minutes of nothing but metal. Uh, I'm your host, along with Corey Roddick and Pat Butler. And uh, week to week, we throw in a bunch of stuff that we dig, requests that you guys send. We'll play local music from Adrift on River Sticks and Replicas. Uh, some new stuff, some classic stuff, but all of it uh, metal. And anytime you want to submit a request or uh, your own band, maybe a band you're not in but you really like locally, a 2HTM at WMMS.com is the email. We post the playlist every week. At WMMS.com. So two hours to midnight, uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock on MMS. No metal on Buzzard Fest. Metal is 
um, admittedly, a niche genre. You know, I've gotten messages from people who are mad that it's on so late. And I go, yeah, it's not going to be a prime time show. And that's frankly just fine with me. A heavy metal show is going to be a late night show. That's where it's supposed to be. It shouldn't be on when the sun is still out. <laughs> but Buzzard Fest is August the 4th, returning after 23 years gone. And it's Incubus and Filter and Live and Bush and Winona Fighter and uh, the Kaleidoscope Kid. And those tickets are on sale now. It's going to happen at Victory Park in North Ridgeville. Not looking forward to that traffic, by the way, doing a little reconnaissance on that venue. And it's um, a lot of two-lane roads around there. So, anywho, uh, don't worry about that. Tickets are on sale at WMMS.com for Friday, August 4th. The return, triumphantly, of Buzzard Fest. Welshly Arms. How could I forget them? Great band from Cleveland, but uh, it goes out and tours and... Uh, they're on the bill as well. So get your tickets, and we will all see you there. Uh, if you read, you know, I was reading the in-flight magazine on our trip back from Sedona for spring break because I was just taking a break from the book that I was reading. I like to keep my mind mossy by going back and forth between uh, something I'm really engrossed in and then something utterly ridiculous, hence the in-flight magazine. And Delta Airlines are consistently at the top of customer satisfaction surveys. But the fundamentals of the airline industry are so god-awful that even they can't escape some occasional bad press. And there was a Delta plane that had to make an emergency landing after the leaky bathrooms jammed their controls oh. and shut down the autopilot. Most commercial airline pilots will tell you that they're there for the ascent and the descent. They're there for the takeoff and landing. Once you get to your cruising altitude, flip a couple of switches, and you're kind of good to go. Water was leaking from plane bathrooms, and so it um, uh, it uh, got into their controls. They had ice that had formed around their plane controls. And so they had to uh, make an emergency landing. Now, do you tell the people that? You have to tell them something because they go, oh, uh, this isn't our destination. But we have to uh, we have to uh, descend rapidly. This was a Prague to New York flight. What's in between? An ocean. Water. Yeah. Yeah. Wastewater leaking from the bathrooms that then froze. That's so gross. You know, there's been... um, design. But also, you know, you've read these stories about like those giant pissbergs that'll fall out of the sky and onto someone's house. The giant frozen hunks of blue water. You know, at 30, I thought that was a myth. I don't think so. I mean, way back in the day, I don't know. I think it might be a myth at how frequently it happens, mm-hmm. but I think it has happened. I mean, I, I remember distinctly in the early 90s reading about a flight that was, I don't know what it was. I don't know what the route was, but there had been a crack that had formed in something. And so wastewater was getting out of it. And, you know, at 36,000 feet, it's very, very cold. And so obviously that all freezes. 
And I don't think it was a situation where they were worried about cabin decompression or anything. But I think something like that has happened where, like, giant frozen blue water from a, pr- a plane has fallen to the ground. So but this jammed up all their, uh, all their uh, controls. Uh, what's the David Spade movie? Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, yeah, because he finds a... Hey, meteor. meteor. Yeah, he's eating french fries. Hoosker, Hoosker, don't. Yeah. Bunch of space crap. <laughs> Peanut right there, that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, I'm fed up with traveling. I, I about, By the way, our own... Bill, did you see that our own Mary Santora is like part of the 1% elite oh, I know. now? Yeah. What did I do? How am All I of a 1%? sudden, she's part of the elite. She's complaining about her treatment in the club, oh, at I the was airport. So Tell us the she's story. Like, this dumb bitch doesn't know my points. No, 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 no. Okay, so... Preamble. I went on a Twitter rant this morning about people who travel together and don't book seats together. And then expect everyone to move for them. If you're one of these people, you can you can just jump into the lake. I hate you. Six o'clock in the morning, this family is seated in three different rows. And then they all just sat in the same row. So three times people came to their seat and there's someone in it. And the lady's like, yeah, well, this is my son and my husband. And they're like, okay, this is my seat. She's like, well, can you, we're supposed to be up in like four days. Can you just move? And I'm like, like, this happened three times. I was so aggravated. Six in the morning. So I'm already in a bad mood. But why people either move or don't? Why was it being asked repeatedly? Because they not all three of them were not in the correct seats. They just picked a row and sat in it together. And then three people came to what their assigned seat was. And the lady was like, oh, just move. Just go take our seat. We're all traveling together. But they didn't book together. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's annoying. That's so, so, you, so, annoying. so you already have a full head of steam. I am so mad. By the aggravated. time you get to the diplomats club. I am so mad. So I go into the United <laughs> Club because I had a two and a half hour layover. So And this is where? Chicago. Yeah. Now, at O'Hare. At O'Hare. Yeah. I have a Amex Platinum business card, which gets me lounge access to like thousands of airport lounges. The thing that sucks is the- Oh good for <laughs> you. The only airport that I don't have access at, or one of very few, is Chicago. And with United, you're flying into Chicago constantly. You're Which always flying to Midway. Well, I just they, they always route you through O'Hare. That's mm-hmm. just where their biggest hub is. That's closest to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I go in. I'm like, I'm gonna. Have, I'll just buy a pass just for today. So I walk in. What and do you get from that pass, and how much is a pass? It's fifty nine dollars a pass. You get a full buffet of food. So they had like scrambled eggs, bacon, this sausage. This was in the morning. Yes, potatoes, all breakfast foods, different pastries, oatmeal, overnight oats. Like it's a full giant buffet of food. And Chicago then it's, hot dogs? Not for breakfast. Maybe for dinner. I don't know. Um, but then they have like espresso machines, a full bar, all the alcohols free if you drink, all the coffees for like everything. Oh, they have free. alcohol in the morning, but not hot dogs Listen, in the morning. You take. I see them. what's going on. Email United because I. What kind of club is this? Well, so I go in. I hand the lady. I said I just want to buy a one-time pass. I hand the lady my United credit card, and she types in my information. She goes, "Oh, well, you're." Uh, premier gold status. I said, yeah. And she goes, why don't you have a United Club membership? And I said, because I have a business account that I get club membership. This to- is your LLC. Yes. I said, I have a business card that I get membership everywhere. And she goes, well, what card is it? And I'm already aggravated with the people who screwed up the flight. So now I'm like, just swipe my card and let me in this goddamn Wow, lounge. Bill. I didn't say that. I didn't she's say that. She's all hoity now in the United Club. So she's trying to be helpful. No, she's not. Boy. Wait. 
Because have you was, ever had one of these cars? Have you ever had access to a, like a club like that? I no, I just sit with the people at my gate. I do Vermin. too. Uh, Vermin. <laughs> so I if said, you ever see Mary at the terminal while you're waiting for a flight, just remember. Now our listeners know this feeling all too well because she's publicly stated that she hates you. They know. There's yeah. no confusion. Right. Yet. What I mean, people who might be coming in and out, mm-hmm. stragglers, right? If you find yourself across from Mary Santora at the airport. No matter where you're listening. Don't even look at me. Don't. For your own good. You don't know what kind of day she's had. You don't know that she has gotten, uh, she's not having the alcohol. But maybe they ran out of, clearly, at this lounge, they ran out of hot dogs before she got there. I was very uh, upset at the lack of hot dogs You are vermin. Vermin. I just buy an $8 bagel and then sit at my gate. That's how I do things. Well, anyway. on a two and a half hour layover, it's nice to have like a quieter place to be with a bunch of food and a private bathroom. You are a parasitic worm to Mary Sanders. 100%. That's right. Do you, not make eye contact You couldn't with me. be more despicable. So I told you. You are lady, a blemish on society. She goes, what, well, what kind of business credit card do you have? And she's trying to sell me. She's doing her job. Because she's like, you know, we have the United Business Credit Card. I said, I understand. I have an Amex Platinum. I just get a lot of perks with it. Um, I can get into the Centurion lounges. You guys don't have a Centurion lounge here. This is the only airport I don't have lounge access. And she goes, well, but you fly United. And I said, yes. And she goes, well, you can't get into Centurion lounges if you fly United. I said, that's incorrect. I have the Amex Platinum and you just have to be an Amex member. And she goes, no, that's wrong. You cannot. You have to fly American in order to get into those lounges. And I was like, I was just in Denver on Sunday in the Centurion lounge flying United. So now I'm, I'm getting aggravated because I'm like, you don't have this credit card. You don't know what you're talking about. And just let me in the lounge. I'm trying to pay you money. What are you doing? And she goes, I think you have your I think you have your uh, your clubs mixed up. Like she thought that I I didn't know where I was. How long before you called her vermin? I didn't call her vermin. I said, listen, I understand that you're just trying to get me to sign up for the credit card. Can you please just let me into this lounge? And she swiped my card and she goes, just go. And like flipped her hand. Like, just go. <laughs> Both of you guys were on one. Well, screw you, dude. Don't sit here and tell me that I don't know what my credit card gets me. Like, it's rude. For you to sit there and assume that I don't know what I'm talking about, when in reality, you're the one who doesn't know what you're talking about. So I got right on friggin' United, and I sent an email. I said, hey, I had a very unpleasant experience today. Because you know what this dumb bitch did about a half hour later? I ate my food, put my feet up, go to relax, maybe take a nap, because I have a two and a half hour layover. She comes over to me, taps my foot, and goes, ma'am, you can't lay down here. <laughs> You're making yourself at home in the fancy lounge. I was so You mad. know where they you don't do take, that? At can, the gate. There yeah, people, that's right. No, there are people There's people just wearing everywhere. shorts and cowboy boots at the gate. They couldn't give a fat There's frog's ass. There's people sleeping everywhere in the United you Lounge. You can take the girl but out you, of Berea, but you can't take the Berea out of the girl. But you made an there enemy. There are people sleeping everywhere. People have their well, feet then why up. Are, because her and I got into it on the way in. So she comes But up, if she's telling you and not telling other people. I swear on my life, I was like, because go wake up that time member in there she was she's not like one of the official members she just paid her way in ma'am i'm sorry feet on the furniture is for regular card holding lounge members not just your cedar point day pass yeah but the other people sleeping did they have their feet up on the furniture yes they had their feet up i was so i was so done with this lady hobo like a homeless person well and i was like you know what and i had to sit there for a second because she like tapped my foot Ma'am, you can't lay here. Did you pretend like you were asleep? I was asleep. Oh. And I woke up and I was like, excuse me? She goes, you can't lay down. You can sit up. How old was this woman? She's probably mid-50s, early 60s. 
Okay. She's had it. <laughs> she, well, screw you, dude. <laughs> She's had it. This is your job. What are you doing? So she comes over, she asks me on my foot. She goes, you can't lay down here. I said, excuse me? She goes, you can't sleep like that. I said, that guy's sleeping? And I pointed to another guy who was sitting in a chair. She goes, yes, but he's sleeping sitting up. Mm. And I was like, are you kidding Were me Were you right in now? full recline? I had my, I was like seated with my back against like um, parallel to the wall. Like my legs were up parallel to the wall. So my back was against like the cushion and then my feet were up on a bench. You but it's a one person bench. You think she could smell on you that you were an interloper? I don't care what she could smell on me. <laughs> I was so aggravated with her. So now I'm like, now I'm real pissed because I've been up since four. I had Miss Get Out of My Seat Lady on the early flight bossing people around. So then I, I was so mad at the lady on the early flight I couldn't sleep. So then now I've been up since four. Now I'm mad at the United Lady because she's giving me crap and not giving anybody else crap where there's people sleeping all over the place. Some lady's got her baby on the floor. You're not yelling at her. <laughs> I was hey, yeah, why don't you yell as a member? Why don't you yell at that baby <laughs> that on the baby floor? Baby had the United credit card. I have the United credit card. That's what made me so, so you mad. Have the Amex one. No, I have a United credit card. That's why she asked me why I wasn't a, a full time member. She goes, "You have the uh, Premier Gold status and you have the United credit card. Why aren't you a club member?" And I was like, she was of all, she was this. berating you for not having the benefits. That you thought, should have had. She thought you were gonna. She was gonna get a commission off. I know she did, but here's my point. Oh, Why is that true? She's trying to sign. Yeah, you she's trying to sign me up for the credit card. Now here's or for the um for the lounge access. It's like mm-hmm. it's six hundred dollars, six hundred and eighty dollars a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now what I sent in my time sounds like it's worth it. What I sent in my email to United Corporate was. <laughs> Hey, I've actually been on the fence about a United Club membership for a while now, and the way that I was treated today has completely changed my mind. This person is rude. What They're was her assuming name? I didn't get it. What? Now, I didn't get you it. You fire up so a strongly mad. worded letter and you don't get her name. I assume she had a name tag. Yes, but I was not looking at her name tag. I was looking at her stupid bitch face. <laughs> wow. I was so mad at this woman. And here's the thing is that when she came and woke me up, it was the time where I was like, do I make a scene in this airport? Like, that's legitimately where I was. I was so tired. I have been Listen, in- you'll do some numbers if you, if you be, I mean, comedian <laughs> I freaks out <laughs> at United Lounge. That'll, that'll put you out there. Dude, I have been in four different states. I've taken eight flights in six days. I am exhausted. I understand that no one asked me to travel as much as I do. It's not I'm her just, fault. And I understand that. But as a customer service representative maybe don't pick fights with people how about that you don't know what kind of day people are having traveling is stressful enough you're making it worse you don't know what kind of day she was having her i i don't care at she this was point. just trying to do her job she wasn't just trying thing. to do her job at first she was just trying I mean, to sell you on the thing which and is i get that and i said hey i'm not interested please Wait, swipe so my credit she card. didn't care what kind of day you were having and you're angry you don't know what kind of day she was having and you don't care my point is, I'm Seems not in a position of your... customer service. I mean... If you're trying to get something out of me, the way to do it is not by saying, you don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> I'm sorry, ma'am. You're I... wrong. Now buy something from me. The customer is always right. You no, should have told her that. No, I am right in you this scenario. You should have told her that. And if I were wrong, I'd have been like, you know what? You're right. I forgot that I always fly American every time I use a Centurion Lounge Pass. You're right. You probably know more than I do. I was. I am still very ab- aggravated with this woman. You sound like it. <laughs> because it's like, dude. All I'm asking you to do is let me in this lounge. I even appreciate the upsell. Congratulations, you're doing your job great. When you start insulting my intelligence and saying that I don't know what I'm talking about and I have my lounges and airlines mixed up, how stupid do you think I am? And then slapping your feet. She didn't slap it. She tapped it. If she just slapped it, I'd have lost my mind. Tapped your feet with her hand. With her hand, ma'am, ma'am. 
She was so loud. You can't lay down here. I was like, I like woke up like crazy eyed. So like, not only me? so not so she's not stuck behind that desk, that no. welcome desk. She's doing laps. Here's the thing. To make sure that people are No, to make sure that I wasn't because every other moment she was behind that desk. I was like, she saw me laying down, and she came over here to say something. Oh, so she. But the just, other people sleeping weren't laying down; they were just sitting up. They were lounged almost exactly the same way that I was. And you know what? I was so mad that I went on United's website and I looked up the lounge access, and there is a a thing that says you have to have proper attire, and you can't put your feet on the furniture. So What's I was the like, proper attire. Well, everybody was in sweatpants, so I don't know what the proper attire is, but um, it said right on it. Like you're not supposed to have your feet up on the furniture. You're like you can be removed at any point for not having the right. Um, but other people were. But other people were. I pointed so the guy to directly. It's fancy. Directly across from me, I said, "He's sleeping." Yeah, well, but he's did he have sleeping. His feet up? He was sleeping sitting up, but he had his feet on like a, like a ottoman type thing. And where well, were your feet? For feet. Where, where where were your feet? My feet were on the bench next to me. They're oh, one were- person benches. But no were, one else but, could have sat there. You were, so you were draped over two pieces of furniture. No, I was not. The other guy was. The other guy was seated in a chair with his feet up on an ottoman sleeping. I was in a one-person, like, they're kind of like stalls almost. Like, they're made so that you can only fit there. Mm. And I sat to the side and put my feet up, rested my head back, and I got in trouble. So how did, this whole, how did this whole situation resolve itself? She walked away, and I didn't say anything. What am I going to do? I already, Well, I sent the email to United. Did you sign it? A perturbed customer. Well, I was like... You've lost me as a constituent. I'm annoyed that she acknowledged, hey, you fly with United a lot. Look at all your points. Look at all your status. That's. She didn't say thank you. She didn't say welcome to the lounge. She said, you've got problems. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, it's, not like she gets, it's not like she me, gets paid more if you're a lounge member. But like Cody said, she probably makes good. a commission off of it. If you sign up. Worst salesperson ever. Yeah, and then if you didn't sign up, then she's not making a commission. So yeah, she's, she's like, screw you, bitch. You're going to have a hard is, time here. Yep. <laughs> so aggravating. She doesn't want you back. I don't want to go back after that. Can't believe you didn't get her name. I was Caught too up mad. and had a different name. What did like, you eat at the buffet? Wow. I had scrambled eggs. I had potatoes. I had oatmeal. I had, what well, is when Alan's going to pop in, like, you had all that for breakfast? I had I didn't say anything. sausage. I had Why fruit. am I on them? I had, because now I'm mad. Now I'm all riled up, and I'm going to take it out on you guys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) I had chia pudding. I had a little bit of everything. You had all that for breakfast? (laughs) I knew it was coming. Is it because you're on your period? (laughs) (laughs) Sure sounds like it. The way you were talking to probably Nancy. Maybe they they synced up. Yeah. Me and Nancy were both ovulating. Mm Mm-hmm. And probably that lady who was kicking people out of their own seats. We're all on our period, and that's the problem with women and why we can't ever be the president. She's got the nuclear codes. How many people were in the lounge? It was not crowded. Well, that's why. That's kind of my question is, you probably were at a disadvantage. You would have benefited if there had been more people in there. It was, yeah, because she would have been busier. Yes. It was not, it was, it was honestly pretty empty. It wasn't very crowded. But was she what- also, I assume that they had like, um. Uh, they had Aramark people doing the, yes. the food. She wasn't in charge of the food. No, she's too. not like behind the buffet. The no, Jane like of all that. trades, right? And they had because they also have. She's people, working the waffle maker and screaming at Mary. They also have people like cleaning up. There's different people who come by and bust the tables and things like that. So she was literally. I think her job was just the front desk, and then she left her post. She's to looking come make for a point. reasons to I- exert her influence over you, right? You plebes, yes, or as you call no, people, me. vermin. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
to her, you were vermin. And that's fine with How's me. it feel, Mary, when the tapped shoe is on the other foot? I'm not walking around waking people up, telling them they don't know what they're talking about. Been funny if she would have tapped you. Ma'am, ma'am, what? You still don't know what you're talking about. And then she just walked away. <laughs> she pulls up Amex's website. She's like, actually, you get bonus points if you fly Delta. So. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah, I was very aggravated. And then I came straight in here. Tales of the 1%, was, Bill. I, boy, I tell you I what, I, I cannot identify with this. You're a millionaire and you can't even identify I'll, with I'm this. I'm not a shut up. <laughs> so I will, uh, I don't get that at all, but I'll take your word for it. Listen, with great fame comes great responsibility, okay? Uncle Ben said it. You know. Was it the Polaris Lounge? No, the Polaris Lounge is only for international travel. Okay. It was the Gate C10 trying, United Lounge in Ohio, to, Chicago O'Hare. Okay, I think I found a picture of this it. lady with dark hair and glasses. So... Well, I'm not trying to find her. I'm just trying oh. to look at the... <laughs> He's the, looking at these staff. Oh, I'm like, looking, like they're going to have headshots <laughs> I'm on looking the at the chairs that they have. It's So there's like benches lined all the way against the wall, like padded benches. But they're set up like probably the width of this, um, maybe a little bit bigger. There may be, I don't know how long my legs are, three feet. And then there's two little nubs, like armrests. Still talking about your feet? Yes, my two little nub feet. Santortos at gmail.com. Um, no, there's like two little armrests about every three or four feet. So I was seated foot to butt. We're both touching the armrests. Mm. Like, like a love seat, but you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what they had a problem with. That feet, she had a problem with my feet being, being on, on the, the bench. Seat, yeah. Not an ottoman. Because right. mm-hmm. the guy across from me was seated up with his feet on an ottoman and that's okay. He knows what's up. He had Fair already late. been yelled at by her. Mm-hmm. Did he give you a knowing look like he had a bitch going? No, he was, I was sound asleep. I was the one who was woken up. Mm-hmm. My slumber was disturbed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I just, I, I imagine you telling this story to you when you were still a bartender. And <laughs> you rolling your eyes at like, when my okay, bank account was negative yeah. $34 and I was like, on yeah, pain. I, and, and you're just, and you're just like nodding along because you're like, I just, I just want a good tip. Right. You're, stupid like, yeah. you're like, yeah, I don't really travel that much, but like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a reversal oh. of fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proving what one man can achieve with an utter lack of charisma. One of the great achievements of our time. Alan Cox. On 100.7 WMMS. Well, the rain exploded with a mighty crash as we fell into the sun. And the first one said to the second one there, I hope you're having fun. Band on the run. Band on the run. Well, it was Bam on the run, but he has turned himself in. Bam Margera, uh, last seen fighting with his family, and then they said he ran off into the woods with his girlfriend and his kid and some meth. Which, listen, I don't know a lot of things, but that doesn't sound like a positive combination. And my guess is the meth was not recovered. You think that that was all gone by the time <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing he's he like, got out there? I'll turn myself in after all this meth is gone. Hey man, meth ain't that bad. Alright, well, I'll take your word for it. According to, uh, you've got a co-conspirator there in Bam Margera. But he has uh, turned himself into, this is all in Pennsylvania, right? He lives outside Philly. WGAL television was the first to report this. I don't know if that's central PA. I don't know what it is. 
He shows up in like a collared, checked shirt. Looking, uh, I don't know, looking a little bit uh, better than you probably might expect him to. I don't think I ever knew his name was Brandon. Brandon Margera. Turned himself in to um, authorities in Chester County. Oh, look at him. He's all cleaned up and looks relatively meth-free, not taking any uh, questions from people. You hope he can keep it together. For real. Yeah, people like Bam. I mean, uh, Steve-O figured it out. Yeah. I wonder what the difference is there with uh, Brandon. Can't get it together. Anyway, it could have gone a lot worse than this. So that's good news. Turned himself in this morning. His fingerprinted and photographed. And they set his bail at $50,000. What's the charge? Assault? Yeah. Okay. Everything went great. He said the accusations are false. Mm. Everything my brother is saying is not true. And we will sue him for defamation. Okay. And we, he will be evicted from Castle Bam sooner than later. I don't know if you want to call your place Castle Bam. No, it is like a castle, though. I know, but in a, in a public statement about charges against you, you know, maybe keep it on the straight and narrow. <laughs> because this is his statement. Well, I guess it's on Instagram, but still, it's a public statement. The reason this happened is because I read his phone saying he wants me back in California and he wants to find a way to 302 me. Is that a, is, that's probably a police code for uh, mental instability or something? What is a 302? No Involuntary commitment. Ah. I mean, every married guy knows about that. All right. Hey. Hey. That's enough. That's I, enough. What? You voluntarily In, said I do. Uh, yes, I did. And I do it all over again, baby. You put wood, Gwen. <laughs> That's the problem. That's a question for another day. Involuntary commitment is what his... Uh, and he ends it with F him uh, against his brother. Pennsylvania Stades had issued the arrest warrant for him on Monday. He allegedly punched his brother in the face during a fight at their home. In Pacopson Township. All right. Jesse Margera told the cops that Bam had pounded on and kicked his locked bedroom door and punched him in the eye, nose, and ear. Well, listen, I mean, there's a lot going on here. I don't know if you've necessarily got the moral high ground when you've been extracted from a forest with meth. But... uh Hopefully they'll get that all figured out. Hey man, meth ain't that bad. A lot of people can identify with this kind of stuff. You know, I think people think that... Lots of people have brothers. A lot of people have brothers. (laughs) But I think that that there's this notion that because you're well-known that it also means you're rich. There are a lot of people who are famous and aren't rich. Um, Lance Bass comes to mind. Those NSYNC guys, boy. Ah, he's rich. Well, he is now. But he wasn't when he was in sync. None of those guys were. Because Lou Pearlman took all their money. So they all have a lot more money now than he did then. But um, glad that he's got it uh, all figured out. 
By the way, one day after, I think we talked about it yesterday, and they got so much bad press that they are backtracking on that whole going back 20 years in Ohio to get people to pay their parking tickets. <laughs> and again, this should underscore to people how much sneaky crap they try to do. Because they're, they just got so much heat because it became a public thing, because the plane dealers started to report on it, because it became public information. That's when they said, okay, like Dave Yost, who's the AG in Ohio, decided it was probably going to be too much of a hassle. He's blaming Cleveland. He's like, well, we can't do it because they kept bad records. <laughs> Some nonsense like that. Right. But he's probably also not wrong. I guess, but you might want to figure that out before, before you, you make tell the people yeah. we're going to go back 20 years and get people to pay their parking tickets. The hell you were. Well, that was the plan. Then word got out. People started talking about it. and It's an automated system for collecting unpaid debts. And uh, I guess they're going, they're going uh, quote, back to the drawing board. <laughs> and I like to envision them in one of these conference rooms with a giant drawing board. And what it says is, how are we going to get more money from people? It just says tickets with an arrow and then two question marks. Two question marks. <laughs> old, and then somebody else writes old tickets. <laughs> right. Even better. 20-year-old tickets. <laughs> Cleveland Municipal Courts have to be responsible for handling refunds. It's their mistake, so it must be their cure. Yeah, well, whatever. Because it costs them money to do it too. They, they don't want. We don't want to spend twenty one dollars to get a twenty dollar ticket paid. <laughs> right. That sounds exactly like the kind of fiscal management, though, that this city is so well known for. Quite frankly, to spend twenty one dollars to make twenty dollars. That's like the gambler's mentality. Yo, <laughs> Mary, can they, should, they should have Mary Santora come and speak to them. I will teach you everything you need to know. The city's fiscal managers. About finances? Could, yeah, really get an earful from her. And probability? This is a person whose expertise you should avail yourself of. Everybody. Huh? Just message me. I'll tell you how to live your life better than you're doing it now. Uh-huh. I know everything, and I'm never wrong. So, you're welcome, America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are welcome, America. I don't know if Mary There's no other way to put it. This. She can't even keep track of what her credit card gets her. That's true. I don't even know what airlines I'm on half the mm-hmm. time. I wander around the airport like uh, just, just walk oh, in the lounges. Wow. Let me in your lounge. I, I have a credit card. I have a I have a visa through my credit union. Does that allow me in here? I can use it at the gas station. Treat me like a plebe. <laughs> like vermin. <laughs> You can drop the hillbilly from you and just you're just bougie now. Dude, I still wear a monster backpack. No, I'm not. Whatever. You can tap my feet, man, but how dare you touch my monster energy drink backpack? <laughs> how dare you touch my swag? This was a prize. That's you right. see that top pocket? That fits a flat bill hat, ma'am. How do you like that? <laughs> This Week in Jesus, God's porn star. This is someone that we can all, this is a Christian porn star who quit her teaching job because she said God told her to. 
God, you know, when people love the phrase, God is great. God really is great because you can get him to do anything. It doesn't have to be anything that makes sense. Uh, you can just attribute anything you want uh, to that guy, provided you believe in God, of course. Uh, I don't, so it's all made up. But Courtney Tillia uh, is a, a f- now former teacher. It always amazes me. I mean, these super hot chicks that are like teachers, no disrespect to teachers. But listen, I, I went to school. I didn't have any teachers that look like this. It's like they're just waiting around for something to be developed like OnlyFans. She was raised in a very religious household. And she was raised, in her own words, to be a good Christian girl. Went to Catholic school. Ended up being a teacher at a Catholic school. But surprise, surprise, was never truly happy in her career. And so she's uh, decided to change what she was doing. She's 36. She's from L.A. Decided to enter the adult industry. I love this. With encouragement from her husband. Yeah, duh. Uh, uh, Honey, I'll make the sacrifice. If we can make money by you getting railed by other dudes, then I guess I'm willing to make that sacrifice. But she said it wasn't just her husband. It was her other husband. God. Jesus. God had a say in it, too. I felt super disconnected from myself when I was a teacher, she says. And I felt super disconnected from God. And it was just so hard making all those kids eat vomit. Yeah. (laughs) For free, no less. Mm -hmm. I can be on camera doing that and making money. She said, when I started connecting myself back to God, I felt the nudge to help liberate women from their sexual shame. I love this. I mean, there's no harm in it, but I really do continue to enjoy, for good or ill, uh, the things that people will attribute to God. Well, that God told them to do and then fill in the blank because nobody can prove you wrong. That's my point is that now if Christians, the whole a very big part of the Bible is that you don't know God's will. Like one human to another can't say, well, God didn't tell you that. You know, so right. now if Christians are either going to, well, not that they Well, are, no, but everybody loves telling you that they know what God says. But, and, but it's different for every person. So that means that if Christians Christians want to tell her, God doesn't want you to do porn, and she says, well, he told me specifically that I did, they're going to be torn about it. They talk about a burning is. bush. Oh, God. Yeah! No? No. She said her porn career now leaves her feeling holy and sacred. Holy. H O L Y, not H O L E Y. And so uh, she considers herself God's porn star, and she is very cute. I love that. Uh, she's got kind of a Lisa Ann vibe to her, you know? See, these girls, you know what side your bread's buttered, right? You might be hot, but put on some glasses, and all of a sudden a you also look thing. smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously she makes a hell of a lot more money now than she did when she was a teacher. But, you know, we always get these after stories. The before story is pretty boring. She's just a super hot teacher. But you have to be like, oh, my God, imagine this woman's walking around your school. It was only a matter of time before they would have gotten rid of her for something. You know, you're mixing up with nuns. She's teaching at a Catholic school. It's also one of those things where it's like, 
not one of my teachers, not no. one, <laughs> even was like, they just were all old ladies. I still yeah. had teachers in the full habit. You only saw their face. Oh, that's what that's called? Yes. Is that why Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit is called Yes, dummy. (laughs) Oh, get out. This is why you can't sleep in the lounge. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get to sleep. I thought he was like back in the habit of singing. Like like a habit that you do. I didn't know it was called a habit. Cody, you don't get to tell me where I can and can't sleep. It's got a double meaning. Oh, the best jokes always do. A doublon tombe, if you will. 23 years later, the movie makes sense. She was today years old when she learned what a habit was. All right. Well, that made me happy. That's a good thing to know. There you go. Yeah, back in the habit is their, their joke there. This girl, however, since quitting her teaching job, it might not shock you to learn, uh, makes about a hundred grand a month. Good for her. She has eighteen thousand loyal subscribers, and she says she's way more connected with her faith now than she ever has been. And so she uh, is feeling great about it. I'm sure her husband is feeling great about it too. We are not meant to suppress or deny things like our pleasure in sexual expression. We're meant to enjoy them and embody them fully as God had intended. Listen, there's nothing in the Bible that says that you can't take pictures of your boobies. It's true. Nothing. Very, You very show me true. chapter and verse where it says that you may not showeth the whole, and I'll shut up. <laughs> but until then, uh, God is in his holy temple. That's right. That is right. Uh, before we go to break, there's some breaking news. Oh, there always is. Jerry Springer's still dead? Yes. Uh, but he also, re-died. Lamar Jackson has agreed to a five-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. So he's going to stay a Raven, which I know... A lot of people thought he was going to get traded or end up somewhere else, but he's... Oh, not Lamar Jackson from the Jackson 5? I thought maybe no, no, he was no. going on tour again. Lamar Jackson, the quarterback. Oh. He's got he's just got a five-year extension with the Ravens. Don't know how much money he's getting yet, but it sounds like he's getting a lot. Is there a Lamar in the Jackson 5, Cody? No. I didn't think so. Take a kid to work day. No one said it had to be your kid. An Amber Alert has been... Oops, it's the Alan Cox Show. On 100.7 WMMS. Send a text 35192 to get me there. AlanCoxShow.com. You can watch live. Londelaine Dondelaine is helping out back there in the video department. Many thanks there. Uh, we will be out tomorrow, but Saturday night, you'll get two hours of metal. Our new metal show is called Two Hours to Midnight, and it starts at 10 o'clock on Saturday nights. Still kind of trying to iron out the kinks with rain-delayed ball games and all kinds of weird stuff. Now that the Cavs are out of the way, don't have to concern ourselves with that either. 
But 10 o'clock, I'm your host, along with Corey Roddick and Pat Butler. Two hours of metal. Uh, your requests, local metal bands, and just stuff we dig. Uh, so tune in uh, Saturdays at 10 if you want to submit anything. Email is 2htm at wmms.com. Guardians are at Fenway tomorrow night. They'll start the uh, weekend series against the Red Sox. That is a 7-10 start here in MMS. So 6.40 or so is when your uh, pregame stuff will begin. Uh, a 4-10 pitch on Saturday and then Sunday at one thirty-five. They will... Who do they play after that? I think the Yankees. They go down to New York after that. Also this weekend in Boston is Satan Con. Woohoo! You're familiar with Santa Con, but Satan Con is happening this weekend in Boston. I was going to send Pound Cake to get some audio, but I figured he'd flip out. Do I have a choice on that? Well, it's a little late. I mean, this was uh, something I was thinking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. But. I don't throw in my Christian beliefs that often, but this is where I would have to take a stand. And what kind of stand? I'm going to walk in there with all my Christian jewelry, my necklaces and my rings, and I have my patient's cross on my back, and I'm walking But what would there. you be avoiding? Satan. What do you mean? Well, this is celebrating the 10th year of the Satanic Temple. I mean, they don't worship. Yeah, that's Satanic. They don't, but they don't worship Satan. It doesn't matter. They don't matter. believe in Satan. So you wouldn't want to go there. Why? The only people that believe in Satan are Christians. It looks bad. Right. So, all right, well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I that's not exactly that. faith in action, mm-hmm. my boy. What? Because I, I should be able to walk through the valley through the. Well, the why shore. would you? You tell me. Why would you run the other way? You're no evil. It's not that I fear them. It's just why would I want to be a part of that? To talk, see where they're coming from. Nah. I mean, they're celebrating ten years of existence, the Satanic Temple in uh, Boston. I mean, Christianity hasn't even lasted that long. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thousand years. Alan, check your notes. I sent you an updated uh, email about Christianity. Oh boy, was I way yeah, off? A little I was off. Way, mm-hmm. way off. Well, not to be confused with the the Church of Satan. This thing in Boston, it's pretty tongue in cheek. But um, you know, they're celebrating their big Satan Con this weekend, and uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Why not? The weekend convention at the Boston Marriott in Copley Place is perfect. (laughs) Is sold out. The Boston Marriott. Oh, I love it. It's a nice part of town, though. Boy, I should have sent him. Could have gotten him a room. If I threw enough perks in, he would have uh, done away with his whole like. You give him a fifty dollar per diem every day for food, and he's in. He would have. He would have rethought his faith with the quickness. You kidding me? So, if you are one of our bureau chiefs in Boston and you want to get down to Copley Place, uh, that's where they're going to be uh, having it. Maybe you're a Guardians fan that'll be in town for those Red Sox games. Uh, might be uh, worth uh, checking out. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. The late great Mayor Menino. He's been dead for a while now, I guess. Hasn't yeah, he? yeah, a long time. Martha Luther King Jr. Martha Luther King Jr. But he was a uh, he was a well loved guy, Thomas Menino. He died in 2014. So Satan Con this weekend, something to think about there. 
what's up, guys? Hey, Satan! I heard you guys talking about uh, SatanCon. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put Little Pound Cake's mind to rest. It's got nothing to do with me. I do get a cut. That is true. I sold my name, image, and likeness to this thing. Did, did you have a photo shoot? You had to get a headshot for this fest? No, nothing like that, but I will say, uh, I'm surprised at how many people still confuse it with SantaCon. A lot of guys showing up with, like, beards, red coats, the whole bit. I mean, either way, red works. Red works. You say they're all false prophets, so... I don't know what that means. But the point is, I have been asked to make an appearance this weekend. And? Uh, I'm just not a baseball fan. (laughs) I was talking about the ball game. (laughs) Bill, is it? Yeah. No, I was talking about the ball game, not the uh, Satan Con. Okay, I am disappointed in you not coming to this thing. I'm really disappointed. The baseball game or Satan Con? Satan Con. Good, I'm glad you're disappointed. That's a good thing. Well, I don't like to be disappointed. Well, that's too bad. Get thee behind me, Satan. Uh, I don't know what that means. All I'm saying is I'm trying to talk to you man to man here. I mean... I thought it would be cool if maybe we could hang out. I think you have the wrong idea of me. Oh, and how frankly, so? frankly, that bums me out. How do I have the wrong idea of you? Well, <coughs> you clearly think that I'm gay. And I'm not. <laughs> I don't think you're gay. You said that. You keep telling me to get behind you. No, that that's the saying in the Bible saying, get thee behind me and all of your fleshly stuff. That you, yeah. What the hell kind of word is fleshly? Fleshly? My worldly desires. Fleshly? Yes. Where in the Bible does it say that, by the way? I don't now, know. Where is that? I mean, I helped write the thing, and I don't remember that. Psalms. Psalms. fourteen forty. Did he say... Matthew sixteen twenty three? Did he say Psalms? <laughs> he did. Bill, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psalms. He said Psalms, yeah. But he said it to Peter. You know what? I yeah. I, he thought Peter was gay too. Yeah. I don't need any. I'm just saying. I thought we could have hung out. No. All right. I want to be seen with you. Well, nobody would see me. I would only appear to you. That's so, even worse. I, people think I'm crazy. Yeah, it would look like you were talking to yourself. But it's Boston. There's a lot of people that do that. You know, I don't want to. All right. Well, maybe I'll just come see you in Cleveland then. I'll pray you away. It's fine. <laughs> I like. Uh, I looked this up, and there's all these different versions, all these different mm-hmm. translations, which in no way uh, ever gets misinterpreted. Uh, but my favorite one is the MSG version. It says, "Peter, get out of my way! Satan, get lost! You have no idea how God works." <laughs> There's a Madison Square Garden version of the Bible? Apparently. Or is that Montessorian glutamate? Which one is it? Like the food additive or the... Okay. So it could be peace alms for all you know. Peace alms. This guy, I got to get the hell out of here. Anyway, anybody wants to come hang out with me in Boston this weekend? Get the hell out. Meet you over there in the Hobbit yard. Bye, Tonke. Bye. See you soon. I'll pursue you pursuing.
Shanker 86, yeah, man. Yeah. Playing that on your show. <laughs> All right, yeah. The reason I called in, you were talking about the whole Satan thing. I, I don't want to misquote Bill. I don't think he said only Christians, but he mentioned, you know, yeah, um, Christians, you know, theists believe in Satan. And, and so I was just going to say that includes uh, Muslims. Oh, who yeah. Satan. And um, one, of, one of the things that I found out is, I can't if this is just... Um, old um, Muslim lore, or if there's any um, Muslims who still believe this, but there's an old um, Middle Eastern legend about uh, Shaitan that basically when Shaitan was still um, Lucifer, not the fallen angel, um, you know, they all worshiped God and they would readily bow down to, you know, Jehovah, um, the one true God. And then when um, God created Adam in the Garden of Eden, uh, according to this legend, God commanded the angels, including Lucifer, to bow down to this wondrous creation of his. And uh, most of the angels did it, except for Lucifer, said, I'm sorry, God, I can't do that. And he goes, do you disobey me? And he goes, I'm sorry, I just can't do that. And supposedly that was why Lucifer and um, the other rebel angels were cast out. I never, I just ran across that recently online somewhere. That's what inspired the, the Hall & Oates classic, I can't go for that, parentheses, no can do. See, Alan, this is why I call you your font of knowledge. <laughs> There's a great French horror movie music. great French horror movie called Shaitan from like fifteen, twenty years ago that's worth checking out too. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate uh the uh the heads up it's there. Randy from Randy 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 Pea soup all over the joint. Well, there you go. I'll tell you the dude. This guy popped up, Edwin Castro. For some reason, I thought that the guy was a lot older than he was. I don't know why I thought that. I just assumed. Edwin Castro is the guy that won the $2 billion Powerball out in California. And he has really kept a low profile, kind of, you know, getting everything kind of squared away. But started information started to trickle out that he was scooping up a lot of real estate. He bought a $25 million house in the Hollywood Hills. Nice. He's from Altadena, so he's just buying. It's not far from where he is from. Somebody got a photo of him coming out of a Chase Bank with a big fat envelope of cash. Mm. He looks like a regular dude. He was wearing like joggers and he's got like long hair. He was back in a ponytail and... He and a buddy were getting into a $250,000 classic Porsche that he bought. Cool. He bought that house in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, he bought another $4 million house in the San Gabriel Mountains. And, uh, you know, he got, uh, he took the lump sum. He got $997 million. I want that. <laughs> so every picture of this guy, I mean, I hadn't seen any pictures up till now. Somebody tracked him down or... I don't know. Every picture of this guy is going to shock you. He's smiling. No. He, ear to ear. Doing it right. Ear to ear. And it would be great to just be like a schlubby, ponytailed, bearded dude 
who is now like the richest guy anybody knows. Yeah. Don't change, man. Good for him. You would change so much. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. You're <laughs> screaming at ladies in the in the Delta Lounge. United. You would, you would, you'd be like, I'm going to buy this lounge and fire you. Yeah, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'm your new boss, and you're gone. Hope you don't have kids. Somebody oh. suggested, somebody left a message on the talkback and suggested that you... Uh, buy the membership and then just fly to O'Hare just to scream at that woman. <laughs> just go there just to go every back and bitch free at day her. that I have. Mm-hmm. It's only an hour flight. I could go to O'Hare and back in like four hours. That's what I'm saying. Wake That's up what at- this person is saying. Yeah, get the membership, <laughs> go back there. You'd be like Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman when mm-hmm. she goes back to the store. Yeah. Big mistake. Huge. Huge. <laughs> um... I don't know if this is an upside or a downside when I was reading about this Edwin Castro, though, is he has a full 24-7 security now. He has a group of guys like the Secret Service that he pays to to tail him everywhere. That makes he sense. A, he has a rotation of three guards who protect him and his house around the clock. And he hasn't done any interviews or anything. But uh, just a couple of uh, candid shots of him walking around, just a regular dude. Who can now buy anything he wants. And if you have that kind of money too, because there's a picture of him and his friend getting into this Porsche. If you had that kind of money, let's say you had a friend that had that kind of money. Let's say you're the friend. Would you feel weird saying to him, hey, can I have a million dollars? Not at all. Because it's just, he could throw that away. Yeah. Yeah. But it would, you wouldn't have a problem asking a friend that. Not for, not for one second. If one of you guys won the lottery, I'd be mad if you didn't give it to me. If one of us won $997 million and we didn't give you any money, you'd be upset. Yes. We've been through so much together. I wouldn't ask (laughs) Nanny off for nothing. (laughs) You're a liar. I wouldn't ask Nanny off for nothing because it would come with strings attached. I believe him. I don't think that he would. It would come with strings. I'd be like, and you know what? I would put that to the test because here's what would happen. If I had that kind of money, I would give you and Bill $5 million a piece. (laughs) And wait it out. And I wouldn't give him one thin ducat. He wouldn't get He'd be on the pound take podcast. Man, I think it's kind of messed up. (laughs) (laughs) And I got all this money. I didn't get nothing. I've been answering polls for 29 years. (laughs) I didn't get 29 years. I didn't get nothing. Not that I'm asking for it, but this dumb cracker, he got all his money, he won't give me nothing. Interesting how the gay black guy didn't get none. Two yeah, white people right. got some. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got your number, brother. I was going to say, it makes it more controversial if he doesn't give me, so it gives me something to talk about and complain about for the rest of my life. I'm like, can you believe my boss? Yeah, you know the guy I used to work like, for? That was 30 years He's ago. He's a bigot. <laughs> He could have bought me a Chick-fil-A or something. Like 30 years later, he's talking to somebody. He's like on a Porsche. like, you son of a bitch. He had more money than anybody I ever did. He didn't give me none. Think of how my life might have changed. You know how I would probably, I would, if it was like one of my good friends that won $900 million, I would probably call them, text them, go to their house, do something. And I'd be like, dude, give me a million dollars. And I'd say it just like that. Dude, come on, just give me a million dollars. And then if they did it, I'd be like, hell yeah. And then if they didn't do it, I'd be like, what, what the heck, man? You got like so many millions. You don't need all that. It would just be awesome to write, friend, to write a friend yes. a million dollar it check. It would ruin so the cool. friendship. Why would it, it ruin the friendship? It wouldn't. Yes, it would. Why? Because it would ruin the friendship if you had two million dollars and yeah. they asked you for half of it. <laughs> yeah. If you have almost a billion, you're going to make more. You're going to make multiple times that in interest that month. Yes, but that, it's not even about 
if you have it or not. It's about how that friend's life is then going to change. You make someone an instant millionaire that they're not prepared for. Dude, you became an instant millionaire. Me? What are you talking about? In this scenario, you got that money through the lottery. The guy who won the lottery became an instant, almost billionaire. He wasn't ready for that. Nobody's ready for that. But what I'm saying is people coming out (laughs) of the woodwork, like their lives are... But here's the other thing, Cody, is that if your friend gives you $1 million, while that is a life-changing amount of money, that is not forever never working again you yes, buy a house no it isn't you buy a house you buy a car you buy a subway you buy a franchise <laughs> and then it's money for you it is i forgot about your goal to own a taco bell you buy yeah you buy a you buy a franchise and and you're set for life just buy it like buy it in a popular area and you don't have to work anymore you get half a million dollars a year from that franchise subway you know, might not be the way to go I, i'm pick a franchise yeah chick-fil-a oh but, did mary do you get your shoes no, I haven't checked my... I haven't been home. Okay. I haven't been home for more than 14 hours. Wouldn't Brian weeks. have told you if you got shoe boxes in I the mail? I didn't deliver them to my house. I have a P.O. box. Oh, that's smart. Just got a pissed off box. <sighs> if you could buy a franchise. <laughs> that is one P.O.'d box right there. <laughs> what franchise would you buy? Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret? <laughs> You're about to lose your money. No, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would, dude, I wouldn't have any money to invest. I'm giving all my money away. See, that's what I'm talking about. Your life well, would be ruined. Right now. I don't you're, have any money right now. You, that's what you get for buying the $60 buffet pass. I know. <laughs> I understand that. I know what kind of a mistake I made today. That's why I can't give you any money. Your family would come out of the world like, Mary, I know you got money. I like, would give it to you. them. See, and yeah, your life would be destroyed. If I had all that money, I would give it to my family. I know I would. <sighs> There'd be no more boundaries. But, but would there be stipulations on how they treat you and everything it would be don't ever ask me for anything again here's five million dollars we can still be friends and hang out but i do not want to hear one peep of any kind of a complaint from that's never gonna happen well that's that's the rule yes but that wouldn't happen they'd be like well i know you gave me money but i'm still your brother or like i'm still your sister so i still gotta tell you how it is like this doesn't and i'm not saying you have to be nice to me forever i'm saying i don't ever want to hear one financial complaint from you for the rest of our lives. If you have a financial complaint, take it somewhere else because here's $5 million. If you don't know how to spend it, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, well, you can't just expect me to ha- take this money responsibly. Like, you didn't hook me up with an accountant or like a financial advisor. Well, then I'll take it back if you don't want it. If you don't know how to spend I it, then give it back. I already spent it, Mary. I've already <laughs> well, spent it. That's that? my point. It's not, you're, you're 50 years old. You don't know how to spend your money. That's on you, dude. Mary's a big hypothetical arguer, Poundcake. So I'm tread so lightly here. Her favorite thing. <laughs> she, this, this is her area of expertise. <laughs> I came in a couple weeks ago and I asked you guys because I had a specific Red Bull. Wait, I did it this morning because I have a Red Bull in the fridge knowing I was coming in off no sleep. And I was like, I swear to God, if I get there and my Red Bull's not there, I was already planning fights <laughs> in my head. I had what I was going to say ready. <laughs> oh, nobody's gonna get her more aggravated than she gets herself. One hundred percent. That's her love language. Hey, you get the good taste. What the hell are you doing here? It's the Alan Cox Show on one hundred point seven WMMS. I think these guys are on that Spirit Box show next weekend around the corner. After the burial, I think they're on that bill. As a sold-out show. Next week, here on the program, I'll have Alter Bridge tickets for you. That's just Creed without Scott's tap. Uh, Mark Tremonti and the other dudes. The Pawns and Kings Tour uh, sees Alter Bridge going out with Seven Dust. 
who are always dynamite, and Mammoth WVH, Wolfie Van Halen. That is August 8th out of Jacob's Pavilion. I'll have Parkway Drive tickets for you. That's September at Nautica. Mars Volta is going to do the Agora in September. And Mushroom Head back at the Agora for their 30th anniversary and Halloween show. I thought last year was the 30th anniversary and Halloween show. They do a Halloween show every year. But yeah, but I, I thought last year was the 30th. That was my mom's birthday. Maybe that's her 30th birthday. Of. It was her 30th birthday. I'm 33, but my mom just turned 30. That's crazy. Gross. Crazy. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, uh, all next week. And then one show I can't tell you about yet, but I'll have uh, tickets for you for that show next week. A comedian <gasps> who's going on tour. I can't tell you. Can I guess? You can guess. Is it Nate Bargatze? No. Oh, speaking of him. I Wouldn't was in, he have told you? I was in Tennessee with him. Dude, I was trying so hard not to fangirl. I was trying so hard. Does he live in Nashville? Yes. Is he, he from in, Nashville? He's from a small town in Tennessee, yeah. but not Nashville. But he set the uh, attendance record at Bridgestone Arena a couple weeks ago. Where is that? In Nashville. Oh, okay. That's their arena. He's, he sold like over 22,000 tickets. That's, it was, that's the record? Yeah. Well, it's they don't have like a professional sports team or anything there. But like the Rolling Stones haven't played or... I think that it's too small. Well, the, the Rolling Stones probably play at like like the uh, stadium. Right. If they go there. I uh, see. The arena. It's like the Romo really Fijo? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't he do the Romo Fijo when he came here? No, he does play square when he comes here. Oh, I thought he did the arena. Mm-mm. He oh, might good this for time. Him. He might this time. Yeah, he's yeah. having a pretty good uh, glow up. That Nick Barton having his time. moment. Yep. Yeah. yeah he, um, he teamed up with Zanies Nashville, and they're doing this thing called the... Um, so his production company is called Nate Land. It's the name of his podcast and stuff. And they're doing showcase sets that they're essentially releasing on YouTube, kind of like late night sets. They're, they were eight to like eight ish minutes, eight to 10 minutes. And um, it was called, you know, Nate Land presents the showcase and they recorded Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 20 comics over the three days. And then they're all going to come out later this summer, which I'm like super, super pumped about. That's awesome. Yeah. I was nervous because Nate is really clean and they gave us guidelines of like, you know, what we could and couldn't say. And oh, I, his material, he's not overly yes. hygienic. Well, he's he smelled nice, mm-hmm. Cody. He, he looks smell like he good. smells nice. Um, but they gave us like guidelines and I was talking to the manager of Zany's and I was like, listen, you know me, I'm not dirty. I don't talk about sex. I cuss, you know, but I was like, I'm pretty dark. And she's like, you can be dark and clean. And of all the sets that I watched, I was the only one who was not like, aren't kids weird? Da-da, I like sandwiches. Like, I was up there. <laughs> I like sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. Oh, weird. Yeah. Dude, so Who's serious. that comedian? I don't want to talk about you. Who's this amazing comic doing <laughs> kids are weird? I like sandwiches. But it was. It was all very lighthearted. They yeah. were like church clean. Imagine mm-hmm. there's kids in the audience. And I was like, well, my stuff, there's nothing dirty about it. It's just a little bit dark. That's also, I did jokes about like I have really clean dead dead material. Kind of, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I talked about Brian's grandma dying and how it was our first big fight because I was I was happy about it because she left him money and he was like mad at me that I was in, like things like that and then I talked about how um, my dad was an addict and I talked about gambling addiction. <laughs> but the thing is yeah. the crowd was like Caught off guard, but then... They're probably once, down for it, though. Yeah, once yeah. I started to kind of get on a roll with them, they really loosened up because I was nervous. Like, I kind of dipped my toe with the first couple jokes, and I was like, let's see how this goes because nobody has done anything even remotely, somewhat, kind of, 
dark or controversial. And I got off stage and I was really nervous because I had to walk back into the green room where Nate was like directing. They had a, it was a seven camera shoot. So they had all the like screens in the back and everything. I walked back there and I was like, kind of like looking like, eh, eh, you know, and he was like, hey, that was really great. I love the direction that you went in it. And like the manager, Lucy, she was like, that was so you. I'm glad you didn't change who you were just because it was clean. So they are both very complimentary. Um, but I was really nervous. Because I'm like, man, this is either going to be great or they're going to tell me that mine's not going to get released. <laughs> like, that's how it's going to like, go. We'll give you the footage. But right. We'll Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Take this with you. You will be the only person who ever sees this. You know so when enjoy. it's uh, coming out? Like They said June or July. Oh, they cool. said the so turner- Yeah, they said the turnaround time is not going to be long. Um, but yeah, I was I was really happy with that. It was one of those moments on Tuesday where it was like, Nate is my third favorite comic next to Bill Squire and myself. That's well-tread ground here. Um, but to like work with someone that I've looked up to for a long time. Tell and you then, what, Mary, I got some old videos of you. I will release those on my don't. channel. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. I would appreciate it if those never saw the light of day. Uh, me throwing uh, yeah, my chicken cutlet bra at you across the room in a full blackout. Some, some stand-up stuff oh, from like, you know, 2018 or so. No, yeah, not okay. candid video. That's yeah, okay. professional video. That's where the Nashville Predators play. Oh, okay. that's their NHL team, yeah. So yeah, but it was it was just one of those moments where like I travel so much and I do terrible gigs and you know there's moments where I'm like, why am I even doing this? I'm wasting yell at my United money. United at workers. I could yell at United. At workers, that's very cool though. That would no, be very Tuesday, exciting. It felt like one of those like step in the right direction where yeah. it was like okay. At least this is going right. You know, like I'm recognized at least a Mary, little bit. Everything's going right for you. You're, I know. you're killing it. I you're doing just, so good. I was just, it was just a very cool moment. It was like to stand there with with a guy that I respect so much and for him and to be do like. Do you really know him or no? We worked together at Hilarities in 2018. Okay. But it was a one-nighter and yeah. both of us were hammered. We were both drinking at that time. There was some uh, fight. Some is UFC he not anymore? Fight. No, he quit drinking a month before I did. Um, so we he, both, he's a married guy. He's a married guy. He's yeah. been married for a while too. I think he married like his high school yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, he talks about it in his special a lot. But, but he is from Tennessee. Yeah. Yes, he and I. I was trying so hard not to be weird because he was giving me that look like I kind of recognize you. Well, what, what, why? Why would you be weird? Why well, were you worried that you'd be weird? Because I like him so much. Because I look up to him as a comic, and yeah. I think he's you're so not weird funny. about me, and I. Your favorite comic, so you're what my the favorite hell? comic because I know you so well. Oh, okay, you know there's a difference. Nice dodge. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta put some boundaries between us so that probably. you get weird again. <laughs> You'd be like, oh my god, Bill's, like, Bill's just right over there. He's just a few yeah. feet away yeah. from me every day. The comedic genius, just sitting there being funny. Um, but we did work together. But I, he was giving me that look like he recognized me, but I didn't know if maybe it was just from the tape I submitted. And I didn't want to be the guy who's like, hey, remember when I worked with you one time five years ago? And then like word vomit, I couldn't even stop myself from did saying you, that. Did you, oh, so you didn't, you didn't play it like you hadn't met before. Did you, you didn't no, introduce yourself it. to him? I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember, but we worked together at Hilarities in like 2018. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. And he's like the nicest dude ever. <laughs> well, but also, here's how you do that though. Also, nobody's going to go, I don't remember that. Yeah. Even right. if they don't remember, they're going to go, yeah, of course. Yeah. Good to see you again, you go, you go, Marley. You go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. it's been so long. We uh, like look at where you're at now compared to where you were when we worked together. At Hilarities. Oh, it's like complimentary. Yeah, like so you're, you're saying like now. you're killing it, but you still give them the like. But you do kind Here's of know the out. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like giving them enough footnotes to to let them know like how they 
to like Can't piece remember. it together. Well, yeah. you wait till the green room is full, and then you just scream at him. You've still never even met our child. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. Mm-hmm. We named it after that UFC fighter, Little Miss Stipe. Little. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. <laughs> hey, Gaylord. Well, hello to all my friends there in the studio. I love you guys. Oh, I love the show. Uh, I just wanted to give kind of a public service announcement. Uh, I had a medical procedure, actually two of them done, Wednesday. I missed your show, but if I can say to all people that listen to the show that are over 50 years old, they should get, number one, the colonoscopies, and they also checked out my stomach with the camera. Uh, I asked the doctor specifically not to use the same camera that went up that uh, it should not go down into my stomach and this is a serious uh, uh, public service announcement uh, it's something that needs to be done I think every three years. So uh, keep in mind when you get to be that age. And I had mine. Uh, I had my first one a couple of summers ago, Gaylord. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. August of twenty one. Uh, uh, the prep is really fantastic, isn't it? Oh, it's great. <laughs> That's. <laughs> but uh, let's change that note. Uh, Mr. Cox, I wanted to ask you, sir, uh, what is your uh, drum kit uh, that you use? Uh, well, I, I, would, I would currently play a pearl kit. I grew up playing Tama drums, but I currently play a pearl kit. Oh, well, in uh, 74, I purchased a set of Ludwig uh, Vistalite, what they call jelly bean set. Mm -hmm. Each one of the uh, drums are a different color. And to this very day, I still use that kit. I I consider it invaluable or valuable to me and my heart. Did you have a hard time um, uh, sitting and playing after the colonoscopy, Gaylord? Oh Lord! <laughs> I, oh, you're I, I'm 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 losing you, Gaylord. I'm sorry. Thank you for the call. I'm, you're cutting out, but I uh, there's Gaylord who is checking in from Wellington, and he had his. Uh, had his tutor rooted, and uh, the whole bit is uh, fine. So good for him. Every time he calls, I feel like that's what Brian's going to be like when he gets old. That he's going to call random radio shows and tell him about his colonoscopy? Yeah, he's just going to like have stories. And like when he eventually retires and I'm still working, you know, I'm going to come home and it's going to be a lot of that.
Well, that might be in the next couple of years. I mean, Gaylord's a bit of an older man. Brian might be doing that by the time he's 40. I do. That's what I think, though. Because when I come home from a weekend on the road and he's been with the kid for three straight days, when I get home Sunday night, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and he tells me stories like, <laughs> like I was at the grocery store, and did you know that the Giant Eagle, they get their produce sh- uh, delivered Sunday nights? And I'm like, I can't listen to that. Oh, yeah, because a guy had a seizure in front of me when I was halfway through my set. Listen, you live in two separate lives, and that's, uh, or at least two very different kinds of lives. Or he'll say something, and I'm like, you haven't talked to an adult all weekend, have you? He's like, no. It's just been me and the kid for three straight days. Yeah. Well, it it keeps your brain mossy, you know, to go back and forth like that. You you really, you, you could do some mental whiplash there. That's okay. If you listen to us on iHeartRadio, uh, tell me where you do it. If you're from out of state, I'd like to find out where people are. Uh, Marty listens in Palm City, Florida. Derek is a new listener in Houston, Mississippi. Uh, Kim's in Nashville. You can leave messages there, too. Alan, Pete the Visitor here. Pre-tip your barber, stylist, servers, waitresses. You're going to get the same service, but if you pre-emphasize it with a great tip up mm-hmm. front. Pre- they will give you a better service. Love the show. Hells Hope no. So then not the, the same sir. Pre-tip. Hells no. I've never heard of this. That is tipping culture gone berserk. No thank you. The burden of proof is not on me. It's on you. I'm a good tipper. I ain't pre-tipping anybody. Correct. Well, I pre-tip. Hell no. I do pre-tip for Uber Eats. You'll get the same service, but if you pre-tip them, you'll get better service. That, that well, I don't follow that. Thank you, Pete, for the message, but hell no. <laughs> Am I pre-tipping anybody? Because no matter what you tip, they'll always think they deserve more. Well, again, I mean, yeah, listen, I'm a good tipper, but I tip. Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> Some people don't tip at all, you know. I'm going to tip after you've provided the service. I still don't know these people who don't tip at all. I don't know anyone. Isn't like, what Brown James like famous for that? I think that's I think I that's, think that's made up. Yeah. I think one person probably. He was always rolling with his squadron and, and probably the wrong the guy. Or, what, or it wasn't even him. It was somebody else paid the bill and didn't tip, but it was LeBron's crew. And they were yeah. like, LeBron's a terrible tipper. Yeah, I don't. I know some people that are bad tippers. Like, they're cheap. Like, they'll leave a $3 or, like, leave a 5 on something like that. But I don't know anyone who does not tip at all. Like, I don't know what people you guys are hanging around. I don't know what people you guys are going on dates with. But I don't know anyone who has never, like, not tipped anything. Well, somebody who's never worked in the service industry. Has a much higher, uh, a much higher probability of being a bad tipper. When I was flying, in my experience, I was flying from Nashville to Appleton, Wisconsin yesterday morning. The Rockin' Apple, and um, there was only like one restaurant open because I got there like four thirty in the morning. My flight boarded at five fifteen, so there was one restaurant open in like my wing, right? And I go to sit down. There's like two other tables in there at the time that I got in there. They have like four options for breakfast. And this server was in such a bad mood. She was like yelling at people. She was like throwing silverware. Like, I don't know if she, someone called off and she picked up a shift last minute or something. But um, I was sitting there and I just ordered like a breakfast sandwich, whatever. I have 45 minutes. My gate's right there. I'm not in any kind of a hurry. And uh, 
to pay, she comes over to me. She goes, okay, you can pay on your phone. I was like, okay, no problem. I go to scan the QR code. It's not working. It's not working. And then it was like 10 minutes in. I, I like waved her down. And I was like, hey, I just need my check. I can't get it to work on my phone. And she was like, you can pay on your phone. And like walked away. And then the lady next to me, she was like a Southern woman um, who was also receiving bad service, who was there before I was there. And she goes, uh-uh, honey, not me today. Like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm about to see a fist fight. Like I was ready because the lady came over to her and I heard her. The woman like stood up and went toward the bar and the server lady who was starting to get busy, she goes, listen, just because you're standing there doesn't mean I'm going to help you any sooner. And like the woman was like, yes. So it was like one of those things where I bet that woman didn't tip. Cleveland. Hello. We're glad you're here. If you need assistance or just have a question, our associates will be glad to help you anytime. Call the Alan Cox Show. 216-578-1007 or experience tonight no guardians baseball no Cavs basketball guardians head to boston to start up tomorrow night at uh, fenway against the red sox that's a 7-10 first pitch here on mms tomorrow night we will be out uh, but you'll get guardians baseball get a sum of show from us and then uh, tomorrow night uh, guardians in boston saturday night you'll get two hours of metal from me and the aforementioned Corey Roddick and Pat Butler. A little triumvirate of metalheads for you. The show is called Two Hours to Midnight. It's 10 o'clock Saturday nights. And it's 120 minutes and nothing but metal. All different kinds. Uh, we get requests from you guys. We throw in a bunch of stuff that just we love and want to hear. And we all kind of have our own different areas of expertise, too, when it comes to metal. So um, if you're a local band, you can always submit to me. 2htm at wmms.com is the email, whether it's just a request from you or a band you dig or whatever. Send it all my way. But that'll be Saturday night. Saturday is also Slurpee Day for people who are paying attention. At 7-Eleven, I know that's what Punkay calls date night. But I mean over at uh, 7-Eleven. That's the day where whatever you bring in, they'll fill it up with Slurpees. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hadn't had a Slurpee in a long, long time. Um, I, I guess it wasn't technically a Slurpee, but the thing that comes out at, at Circle K, the Polar Pop yeah. or whatever, right? They were right next to our hotel in, across the street from our hotel in Sedona was a Circle K. And I, I almost didn't recognize that that's what it was because of their color ordinance. The architecture has to, has to kind of blend in with the background. So it was like a khaki Circle K. And uh, we went in there. And uh, we were standing there waiting because it was obviously very hot. And we went in to get a couple of odds and ends. My daughter goes, can I get one of those things? I said, sure. And so she gets the uh, little uh, Coke and the cherry or whatever. I like that Mountain Dew Purple Thunder. So they had that. So I got one. But I'm standing behind this woman waiting to do it. And she was positively flummoxed by this machine. 
She couldn't find the cup. She couldn't find the lid. She didn't know how to work the thing. And I wasn't angry. I was taking it all in. We weren't on any kind of time crunch. We were just dicking around. But it was fun to watch her try to decipher how... And wasn't an old lady. Younger than me. So maybe, um, uh, I don't know, 49 and a half. And she finally figured it out. But uh, this Saturday is Slurpee Day. So uh, if you if you get into uh, there, you can... Um, uh, speedway it works, I think. It's basically bring your own cup day. I think they started to put some boundaries. <laughs> yeah, people are bringing bring in like 55 gallon, yes. gallon barrels. And yeah. Stuff. Whatever you can fit under the... Uh... Oh, I see what it is. They have an in-store display now. You know, like when you go to the airport and it says your bag has to fit in this yeah. thing, right? I think they've got one of those now. Where it, If you can fit it under their 10-inch hole... Yeah. 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 And the in-store display. I had um, a frozen Coke for the first time. I've had Slurpees before, but I had never tried the Coca-Cola flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's Coke. But the flavor of pop... <laughs> yeah. Let I me ask like, you this. Do you like Coke? <laughs> I do. But the flavor of pop, I feel like I need bubbles with. If it's going to be... Because it just tasted like flat pop. You know what I mean? In Japan, it was just okay. I remember my brother. My brother used to travel a lot. He brought some back from uh, Japan. Japan will sell frozen cokes in like the um, applesauce pouch for kids. Oh, you know how it's got the little uh, yeah. screw top on it. And you put them in the freezer, and they come out. Um, what's the word I'm looking for when you put something in the freezer? Cold, frozen, frozen, frozen. Alan, on that subject of the guy winning the Powerball, you should uh, tell Poundcake the George Clooney story. You ever heard the George Clooney story? I want to do that. This is like a goal in my life is to do this George Clooney story. When things really started, or I mean, not started to happen for him. This is like right before he got married. Uh, But about a decade ago, he gave each of his 14 closest friends a million dollars apiece in a briefcase. And so you're talking Randy Gerber, you're talking uh, Richard Kind, the actor, these guys who were like in Clooney's inner circle. Uh, No one of them as famous as him, but he's like, these were guys who helped me get where I was. They helped me when I needed help. I slept on their couches. They loaned me money Mm -hmm. when I was a broke actor. And so he bought 14 Toomey suitcases. And he filled each one of them with a million dollars. And then he told his friends to mark their calendars because he was going to have a dinner party at his place. And when they showed up, he handed them a briefcase. Now, I mean, his friend. this story. Well, his, no, it's real. It's a well-documented story. It's like no. a famous Hollywood story. But his friends were all relatively successful in whatever they were doing. I don't think they were all actors, but... You know, none of them were as, as wealthy or famous. Maybe Randy Gerber. I don't know. I mean, that guy, you know, they each made a billion dollars selling uh, Casamigos or whatever their tequila thing is. Randy Gerber's the guy married to uh, Cindy Crawford. And when he was a baby, very famous. <laughs> yes. He always his had mushed, mushed peas on his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh Yeah. I want, that's like a goal of mine to be able to do It would be great if you could do that, right? You just take four, go to the bank, you gotta... No, 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 to mush 
pees on my face. Oh, cool. You got to talk to be able to do it. <laughs> talk to the bank and go. I need. I'm going to take out fourteen million dollars, and I would all like singles. <laughs> all singles. <laughs> That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to rent a dump truck. You get a million dollars in nickels. Figure it out. Each one. I wouldn't you- even be mad. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> This is what I'm doing me, if you give me months. millions of dollars, I don't care how what denomination it is. It's I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. You're the best, Mary. <laughs> Each one of you guys gets to jump in the back of the dump truck, and whatever you can climb out with, that's what you get to keep. You got to do it. Uh, now you don't make him jump through hoops. You just you know, fourteen million dollars to his. I think it's amazing that he had fourteen friends, close friends. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's really... Like, Isn't that wild? The wealth isn't the amazing thing. It's 14 close friends. That's, that's the wild yeah. thing to me. I, I'm going to ask Mary. I can count my close friends on one hand. I was going to say, because I will ask Mary, I, I feel like she have the most best friends out of all of us. How many close friends do you have? She's very public about her multiple best friends. <laughs> well, here's her sister, the thing. her know, non-sisters. I don't know how many she has. If I have like not five. including my family, and I was going to give millions of dollars. There are two friends that I would give it to. That my friend Kelsey, and my friend Ashley. Those are the two that I would be like, "Wow, no, you're already included." You're calling them out. No, what I'm, yeah, absolutely. That they would be like not included. In my family, Bill, obviously, stupid Alan. You'll get some money, Cody. Maybe we'll see what you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you got to be less black or less gay. You yeah, pick one, one, man. I can't be supporting both here. What are you doing? I can't be supporting both. <laughs> You know, you're going to have to determine which one you think is more important, and then we'll go with that one. I'm black, and I'm gay. One of them gets you more money, and I'll put both pieces of paper face down. One says black, one says gay. (laughs) Flip it over, and we'll see what's And they have the same amount? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like, I mean, people I don't have, like, just friends that I have no working relationship or blood relation to, those, those two are my best friends. I have two best guy friends and two best girlfriends. Oh, and then okay, so three best girlfriends. Oh, good. So it's, for it's you. like five. I, I I said five off the cuff, and then I'm like, oh yeah. It well, is. Why do people have to say best friends? Because say I, this this is like my inner circle, my closest friends. My, closest my, yeah. friends. That's what they mean when they say best friends. It's like closest friends. Yes. Yeah. My closest friends are people that I talk to on the phone. <laughs> like I don't talk. to So anybody. you don't have no, kind of. I'm saying I'm the same way. Like there's yeah. certain people where I don't talk to. Like I'll text the them or whatever. But like if I'm going to talk to certain people, I'm like, just I, call me. I got to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Like in the yeah, I got. So among your closest friends, is there somebody that you would consider your best friend? The bestest of the best? The apex of that group, if you had to determine one, is there a person that you would know? Are we not counting you? significant others? No. Okay. These are like just yeah. people you have tertiary friendships I, I would say with. whoever yeah. was there the longest, like who was the first and oh, it's it's no, based on seniority. Well, I would. Well, that's where I would go with. Like, no. I've known this person no. X amount of years, and they. Have I mean, been some of the people. I, I mean, change. Yeah, I had a, I had a like a long, long time friend, and she ghosted me a couple of years ago, and I still don't know what the hell happened. It still sticks what in the, my craw. She was she was she was one of the hand, and I'm down to four fingers. Well, I, I'm just so as far as seniority goes. Well, I'm just saying mine has weathered the storm, knock on wood, because I'll say after this and they'll be like, okay, he won't talk to me anymore. But I I have one friend from high school. I don't have any other friends from high school that I talk to on a regular basis. See, here's the thing, though. I have tears. Where, like... Yeah, we, yeah, know. we know. I know. Tuesday. Every I miss Tuesday. Tuesday. I miss Tuesday. I know. No, but I have, like, tears of <laughs> friendship that I would give money to. Like, my siblings, significant other, blood-related would get the most. 
And then it would be like my two friends, Ashley, Kelsey, probably you, Bill, are in that tier. And then I would want to give money to like my other comic friends, but they're not going to get as much as my sister will. Hear that? Other comics? Well, that's serious. Like, I want to no, help I, my I buddies you, out, yeah. but I'm not going to give them a million dollars. I might give them fifty grand. Yeah. You know, I would. I would probably be similar. Um, and yeah, like family, you're going to take care of. And this is yeah, this is what Except that like your ridiculous. Family's, your family's lower, huh? Than your best friends. Probably. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so be happy about that. Yeah, take it. Uh, but the yeah, best part of that Clooney story, people point out, is that he paid the taxes too. So it's, yeah, just tax-free. Clean million dollars. That's so cool, man. I would do it in international waters that way. What's that change? Who wants wet money? There's no laws about, you know, we're doing an exchange in international waters. (laughs) What You just keep that tax, keep the money off the books. Oh, just free groceries (laughs) for the rest of your life. You can't Mm -hmm. deposit it. You can't do anything with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people, listen, it is a look, a lot of women spend a lot of money to look like Kim Kardashian. There's no way around that. She is the top of the pyramid for what girls request when they get plastic surgery. They want to look like Kim Kardashian. And some of them look better than others. But there's one, and again, this goes back to, it's more tragic when hot people die. And so this is a severe tragedy. Out of all of those people who want to look like her, this one blew my mind because she looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. Unfortunately, she is now dead. A girl named Christina Gorkani. First of all, imagine your career is being oh, a wow. lookalike. She for does some, look exactly you like see in her? her boobs are big and fake. Well, her boobs are giant. Yeah. But look at this girl. Her if face, you can, though. Yes, she looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. And um, she died after plastic surgery. Went to the well one too many times. She has ridiculously large breasts yes. and a ridiculously huge ass. But her face, it looks, looks she literally like looks like she's, she's wearing a Kim Kardashian uh, filter on her face. She had 600,000 Instagram followers. Uh, she died of cardiac arrest after plastic surgery gone wrong. And now they have a, I thought it was kind of weird. I, I mean, that's. You have over half a million Instagram followers, and she's on OnlyFans, and that's how she's making her money. But they have a GoFundMe for her funeral. It might be for her family. Right. If she doesn't leave that money to anybody, what happens to it? Well, I hope she would have made some plans. I don't know. I mean, if she's only 35 or 40, she might not have a will. And she also might not have that. I mean, just because she's got a bunch of followers and stuff like that doesn't mean she's like got liquid assets. She might have a bunch of curtains. She probably has a lot of <laughs> uh, debt. Oh, yeah, from all the surgeries. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Mike checking in. So anyway, a, a terrible, terrible tragedy about someone who I had never heard of before yesterday. <laughs> but um, for all the people who are attempting to look like Kim, this one really, really nailed it. Mike, uh, out there on the west coast of Ohio, what's going on? Hey, Alan, hate the show. Thank you, sir. Well, uh, I got a couple things for you real quick. Um, first off, I'd like to comment, if I won the Powerball, I would definitely be giving a million dollars to the uh, United Club attendant at O'Hare Airport. <laughs> just, for yeah. just, just because she yeah. had to deal with me? Very nice of you. 
Yes. Uh, but, no, I, I did want to ask you guys a quick question. It's real quick. I know you're trying to get out of there. Um, did you guys catch, uh, really, Bill is probably the only one, catch the Mike Polk shout-out on TNT, NBA in the Zone at the end when they do the gone fishing for the Cavs leaving? Uh, I did not catch that. I haven't been watching too much TNT because, I mean, the Cavs game yesterday was on NBA TV, so it wasn't even on TNT, but... Uh, they, did yeah. they say at least we're not Detroit or uh, Factory of Sadness? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the boat where all the players were on, it had yeah. Bone Thugs on it, and it had Mitchell and Mobley, and then the boat was called at least we're not Detroit. Oh, nice, 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 nice. nice. Very cool. Yep. Just wanted to see if you guys I caught it. You guys have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Bye. Poor Mike Polk. You know, all these people who want to do stuff like that. Does the guy get credit? No. no. It's just out there in the ether. I just saw him on Sunday. This guy doesn't get credit. He's still tall? Still tall. Still white? Still white. Weird. Still funny. Been meaning to talk to him about that white thing. <laughs> Pro or con? You decide. Oh, I've decided. I'm pro. You know my mantra, Bill. Cody and I talk about it all the time. If it ain't white, it ain't right. And I co-sign. I know you do. You, me, and Tucker. If it ain't half white, it ain't right. Yeah! Um, I always say, if it ain't brown, I ain't down. Hey, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, let's see. Any odds and ends before we get the F out of here? Uh, Mike from Parma calls that girl Kim Cart Crash Cardian. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. I love it. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Mary and I are doing a show at Hilarities tonight. Oh, yeah. It's oh. like a game show type thing. Uh, and I put so makeup on for it. She put makeup on for it. She's trying. You're welcome. Yeah. So I've been up since four. It's going to be a good time. I've cussed out two strangers. I was going to say, she has pre-screamed <laughs> at people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. What time? That's uh, right Seven after the show today? Yeah, yeah so. we're literally leaving here and walking down there. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, there's like three or four different rounds, and it's like stand-up, impressions, roasting, crowd Oh, it's like work. a variety show. Yeah, well, no, no. But it's, it's all comics. It's a game just, show. Yeah, it's a game show. So, like, we, we're competing. I have a team, and Mary's got a team. We're competing against each other to see who's got the better oh, okay. team. It's, Those it's, are the it's only fun. two teams. It's yes. called the stand-up get-down, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a good time. With Aaron Kleiber. You know yeah. him from Pittsburgh? Uh, I probably predated him there. He's been doing stand up like twenty years. Oh, right. Well, He's been yeah. doing as long as you, right? Yeah. Kleiber. Yeah. He had a um, oh Kleber. I thought it was Kleber. It's Kleiber. Oh. K L E I B E R. I know the name. I'm, I don't know. I think if he's I headlining the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I'll be in uh, Grand Rapids with Chad Daniels. It's gonna be a fun weekend. <laughs> bringing the dog. Bringing the girlfriend. Checking good. your dog. She yeah. can do okay in a four and a half hour car ride. Yeah, we take her all the time. I don't know. I, where, what's the longest one I've done? I've, I've, she's very good in the car. She's very good in hotels. Talking about your girlfriend or the dog? Uh, the girlfriend's <laughs> getting better. The dog's great. <laughs> no, no, they're both great in the car. And now I must leave you as the Brady Bunch is on, and I find four of those children incredibly arousing. <laughs> Get out of here. Be careful of what you say. Be careful in every way be careful of what you do big brother is watching you be circumspect and discreet stay light on your mental feet 
one slip and you know you're through. Big Brother is watching you. Conform with all directives. Remember obedience pays. And when you watch that TV screen, remember it works both ways. You'll disappear in a wink. Unless you can double think, you'll vanish into the blue. Big Brother is watching you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Alan for Window Nation. So it's March. It's a critical time. You know, not quite winter, not yet spring, but a great time to check the integrity of your windows under all kinds of inclement weather. If any of the windows in your home cracked, maybe they leak, maybe they won't open or they won't stay open. Time to call the pros at Window Nation. Right now, for every two windows you buy, They'll give you two for free. Want to redo your whole home with Window Nation windows? They'll throw in Cavs tickets for you, too. Even better, you pay them nothing for two years. Nothing down, no monthly, 0% interest. WindowNation.com, the best place to start, or call them. Give them my name, 866 90Nation. Your Window Nation windows could be expertly installed in a day or less. They come with a lifetime warranty, and you can join the thousands of other homeowners, including Casa Cox, who've trusted Window Nation for their homes. Window Nation will give you two windows for every two. You buy and no payments for 24 months. Do that whole house, get those Cavs tickets in there as well. 866 90 Nation. A call, say Alan Cox told me all about it. Or go to windownation.com.